0: The following program contains material too hot for surf. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Nice ass.
2: Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of the New Generation Project podcast, where we sing praise to all available deities that we don't have to watch Uncensored 1996 ever again. Hey! Tonight, we make our final stop on the road to WrestleMania 12 as we watch the 1996 edition of the Slammy Awards. My name is Stuart Brooks, and I'm joined today, as ever, by the world's greatest promoter, Colonel Paul Scrivens. Okay. And his little fried pie, Adam Weix. Hello. How are you both doing? I'm quite tired. How about you, Paul? How was your Valentine's Day?
3: He's Valentine's Day to do loving love in air. <laughs> What did you and Mrs. Scrivens get up to? Uh, I cannot possibly disclose that. <laughs> did it involve your sexy voice? A wolf bagging. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
4: what
2: that is. I, don't I don't think I, I still know what that is. Well, no, 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 no. You're
4: a disgusting man
2: if you did. Okay. okay. It's not hardcore super sex. How are you feeling after watching Uncensored? We got a, a wonderfully positive response to that episode, despite the harrowing nature of the show. Yeah, which,
4: which is quite nice because it was an awful show to watch and I will never, ever be watching that show again.
3: I had to seek medical help. <laughs> okay. On a, on a cheerier
2: note, Adam, you and I watched NXT Rival the other night. Yeah, That was rather which, good. Which was amazing. Yeah.
3: Paul, Paul, I gather you won't have checked it out yet. No, but but I read your synopsis of it. Okay, well, how did you rate my my review of it? Well, it sounded like I'd probably quite like to
2: watch it. You should you should think about getting the network. It's only nine ninety nine, you know. If only they'd let people know
3: about that. I, I yeah. might do at some point.
4: Yeah, that event was amazing. I particularly like that the Neville Finn Balor match was top draw. It had and, another beer in it, I heard, and an amazing women's match, which you seem to get on NXT, but on. Nowhere else in the
2: WWE's yeah. universe. Yeah. Plus, it featured your perennial favourite Sasha Banks winning the title. Yes,
3: finally getting to where she deserves. And you, you said something about she had a crossface. Yes,
2: yeah, she had an awesome crossface that looked like she was trying to rip Charlotte's head off. It was great. Oh, Didn't
3: right, it? that kind of crossface. I Did thought she, think, made, she, she, she looked angry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a real um, sort of spine bender of a crossface. Yeah. I suppose it might help that women are slightly more supple, but yeah, yeah, it it was a really good crossface.
4: Was was, was it AJ that Natalia does her amazing...
2: Sharpshoots, yeah, yeah, where she, like, bent her spine in half. Yeah, you can see what punk married her. (laughs) Someone did something to Melina as well that involved bending her spine in half.
5: Hmm, Maybe
2: John Morrison, maybe Batista, who knows? Anyway, in honour of our first ever look at an edition of the Slammy Awards, this week our challenge to you, the audience, was to design your own Slammy Awards and tell us who you would present it to. This time we're going to do a, something a little bit different with this. I've read your suggestions, but Adam and Paul haven't. So I'm going to read your suggestions for the awards, and they have to guess who the award is being presented to. Well, this sounds yeah, like fun. Yeah, that yeah, does we, sound like fun. Are we yeah. going to
3: have like a competition so you wins? So yeah. yeah. Okay. My next note says Paul is ultra competitive, so we'll see how <laughs> this goes. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to take it seriously.
2: Okay, you ready? Okay. The first one is from Martin Summers, and it's called The Gad Guy Award. Jerry Lawler. Bingo. <sighs>
3: Paul looks very upset. I didn't, reali- <laughs> well, I didn't reali- realise it was a speed thing. I thought that we'd actually just take it in turns to have a guess. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah. Well, you didn't, you didn't define this at the <laughs> oh. start of the competition. Although- right, so, that was, so that was like a practice one, and it didn't count. <laughs> I'm being serious because the rules weren't clarified. <laughs> are, you, are you happy to proceed with that, Adam?
2: Yeah.
5: yeah.
3: Okay. Oh, well, we don't have to. Now I know the rules, I can just interject if you want, but I, I thought... Okay, go on. It does say Lawler had to reject the award due to lack of evidence, though. Okay, mm, yes. Tom Canning.
2: Paul Bearer impression of the year. Me. Correct, yes. It wasn't going to be anybody else. Like <laughs> Ross Vincent. The golden thistle whistle for best Ness. Loch Ness. Incorrect. Ooh. I don't know. Almond Johnson. Val V. Ness. Oh, oh so
4: obvious when you hear it. That's
2: um, really good. Well un- done. Unfortunately, his porn career will make him unsuitable for a Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> that's a shame. Luke Robert Bale, the One Man Army Award. John
3: Cena. Hulk Hogan. Why are you doing that kind of eye thing? I'm not. I'm just waiting for the correct answer. Uh, I don't know any other guess. That I like. uh, mm, I'm not he's, sure. Who's got a military gimmick? Sergeant Slaughter.
2: Sean Michaels for fending off one to nine people ah. in Syracuse. <laughs> Alex Hampton, best fanny pack slash bum bag. Doc Hendricks, no. Uh, Jim Ross, no. There has been someone with a bum bag, hasn't there? Yes.
3: You'll oh, kick Steve, yourself when Steve you Austin? hear it. Steve Austin, no. Steve Austin, I he think probably he did have one. Yeah, I bet he did. It was not. Ahmed Johnson. Uh, I said that a few minutes ago. Can I not? have it? <laughs> <laughs> Are we still at one all? I think. I think, so. I think that's still yeah. the correct yeah. score.
2: John Hancock, most retweets? Tsunka. Correct, 2-1 Scrivens. I was a bit slow there, that was an obvious one. James Hirons, best wrestler to never ascend to main event status. Well, I think that was... <laughs> <laughs> we'll call that one a tie. Okay, I think that's fair enough. Remains 2-1. Harry Green, the most ridiculous pronunciation award? Vince McMahon. No. Nope. Dusty Rhodes. You'll kick yourself if you don't get this. Is it my... Takamichinuku. No, that that probably would have been a nominee, but it doesn't quite beat the overall winner. Yokozuna? I'll give you a hint, it's from Halloween Havoc. Yete. Tony Schiavone for mm. Yete, correct. Yeah. 3 1 Scrivins. Thank you. Tom Canning again. Most spunk spanked in a Skype session with Sunny award. Adam. Correct. I <laughs> <laughs> did you not get that. Wait a minute, I've not done that yet. <laughs> uh, actually, the. the Award is presented to and it says, Wikes the Dirty Dirty Boy. <laughs> so does that make it 4-1 to you? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Dwayne Adams, wrestler most likely to promote fondly remember childhood cartoon discussions? Loch Ness. 5-1 Scrivins. John Hancock. It's all appear, Adam. All yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a lot of these are from John Hancock. He had a good set of suggestions. You Couldn't Present a Cat Award? Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Hendricks? Probably a nominee, but not the winner. Patting Give you a hint. It's from King of the Ring 94. Oh, Art Donovan. Six-one, Scrivens. Alistair Harding, made-up wrestler most likely to get me a mention award.
3: Bruce Springsteen... Bruce. The boss. (laughs) (laughs) Incorrect. Alan Partridge? Incorrect. Some kind of cricketer. Incorrect.
2: The correct answer was Partridge Springsteen. (laughs) I, th-
3: I think I've got to claim that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Michael Hewis, most awkward signature. Most awkward signature? And I mean in terms of written signature.
3: I don't know.
5: I'll
3: give you a hint on this one. It's a jobber. Ken Raper. Correct. Oh. 6'2", Scrivins. I thought you meant like physically awkward to write. I, th- I was trying to think of some...
2: Well, he obviously meant awkward as in people will
3: look at it and go, "Yeah, oh,
2: is that your real last name? Matthew Naismith, best musical performance. Jeff Jarrett. He also has done a musical performance. Paul Scrivens, Correct, for Want You Back by Take That. Oh, is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank
5: you.
2: 6-3. Yeah. Jordan Howard, Best Political Campaign. Bob Backlund. 6-4. Yeah, so come a, back so so eight, eight, I, eight, I knew eight, eight, that, five, but, but,
3: but you'd already started to say it wasn't worth it. Yeah. Scott Cavaliero, Eight Man Tag Team of the Year. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> 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 he might as well be.
2: He's, yeah. Dungeon of Doom. The correct answer was Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Oh, oh half a point. <laughs> no, it remains six four. Michael Hewitt, best wrestle maths. Me, wrong. Scott Steiner, six five. Oh, you're not allowed to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Werner, best reminder that I could be doing anything else with my life. Award. Ooh, Halloween Havoc. No, that was that was pretty good. The correct answer was Raw in 2015. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Richard Query, best pronunciation of the word man. Uh, Scots, er, (laughs) Marine, Seven, five. Robert Marino, greatest longevity for a gimmick. Undertaker? Think the exact opposite of Oh, Bruce Beaker fake. John Leslie? Mantar. John Leslie? (laughs) Ed Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) Think of a gimmick with even less longevity. Xanta Claus? Correct, seven, six. I was just thinking that, yeah. John Hancock, the honorary Music of Black Origins Award, the MOBO. A yeah, legitimate yeah. award. Yeah, yeah. Our yeah. truth. No. Gives a clue. It's we've seen him on the show. It was a song you particularly liked, Paul. Time's up on that one. It's Oscar from Men on a Mission. Yeah, oh, yeah that's that's good. Dan Davis, best gyrating by a man who gets paid to play the ladies. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you got that on the word gyrating. Well, what else do you need? Just pipping Valvinas to the post, apparently. Does that make it 8-6? Yeah, I think so. John Campbell, best 1995 King of the Ring winner. Marbler? No, he wasn't the best. (laughs) Um, Anybody that wasn't in it. The correct answer was nobody. But Owen Hart takes the trophy and claims it as his own. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Dave Green, most pointless Royal Rumble entry. Well, there's loads of those. Someone that we've seen? Yeah. What
3: year? Ninety six. Okay. Clue, there was two of them. Oh, that team, the Headhunters, but with the different name. Yeah, I'll give you that. Nine, six,
2: Samoan SWAT team.
3: Yeah. Brad Jones, laziest attempt to get this red out. Bruce
2: Springsteen. Uh, the boss. <laughs> 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 Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. So that ten six? is it? Alex Fix Gerald. Best looking with their gear on backwards. Oh, uh Vader. Correct, eleven six. Mm. He's pulling away from you now. That,
3: that's, that, my shaking of my hands there really helped me get the answer. <laughs> John Hancock again. Have you got your big plate award? Alan Partridge. Well,
2: yes, but no. Have we seen someone with a big plate? But think who is the most likely to have taken a big yeah, plate. Kuzina. Correct. <laughs> is that twelve six? 6 Yeah, it's along those lines. Tyler Work, best supporting performance by a wrestler not directly competing in a match. Oh, it'll be somebody from the Lumberjack match. Duke Drosso. Incorrect. Who else be. entered a sterling performance in that match? Mantar. Correct. For his mooing at In Your House too. Okay. 12.7. Mm. Tom Downey, the Alan Partridge Dan Award. Dan. Dan 7. No. So
3: who's been shouting the name?
2: It's not to do with shouting the name. It's to do with the name of the performer performing the character. Dan... Ivy. Correct, for well, his portrayal of Waylon Mercy. 12-8. Mm. Oh, okay. Jay Mills, least likely to make it to the millennium. 10-18-2000. 13-8. 10, <laughs> ben Dorber, most tax collected. IRS. IRS. That's a draw, that okay. one. Yeah. Ash Preston, best couple.
3: Best couple? Undertaker and Paul Bearer. Incorrect. Can you give us a clue? It's not from wrestling. Well, that makes it somewhat harder.
2: from Baywatch. Fr- it's from an episode we've done that may have not been reviewing wrestling.
3: Oh, is it from Thunder in Paradise? But, but whom is it? Hulk Hogan and that English woman. Incorrect. <laughs> it was
2: Spencer and Brew from Thunder in Paradise. Oh. With their deeply homoerotic relationship. Cole Grice, best Doctor Who isn't really a Doctor award. Doc Hendricks? Correct. Closely followed by Dr Isaac Yankum. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make it 14 14.8? I think only, it might be 14-9. 14-9. There's only two left, so okay. it's safe to say you've won, Paul.
4: <laughs> Congratulations. Thank
2: you. John Hancock, Desmortes Island Dis Award. Finley. Incorrect. Sheamus. Incorrect. They po- possibly were nominees, but this Guinness. is not who he's awarded it to.
4: What other Irish wrestlers have we had?
2: We've not seen her on the show.
4: Not Becky Lynch.
2: Becky Lynch, correct. Who's that? She's from NXT, which is that really
3: good. scene. Have I, have I seen that match? Have I seen a match she debuted doing a bit of a jig and then they changed her character she's to, good to more angry is she the one that gave, that you said gave up was a wrestler and gave it up yeah, and yeah. I,
2: okay with you Andrew Parker finally woman of the year Sonny Balna Gold Goldust <laughs> <laughs> so that, that brings us to the end <laughs> I thought that was a good punchline yeah, well done Paul I think you won was it 14-8, 14-9 something like what do I get just the, the, the satisfaction of knowing that you were the winner. So I win a Slammy. You win a Slammy
3: for most correct answers in this particular quiz. And not being able to say Bruce Springsteen. It correctly at all. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's harder than it sounds. That was good fun, oh, I will do it. anybody, anybody yeah, that, to try that saying good. that. That was good. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you, Stuart. So, most people will know the Slammy Awards
2: these days as one of those themed episodes of Raw that crops up around December each year, but where did they originate? Kansas. Good question. Obviously intended as a parody of both the Oscars and the Grammys, the first edition of the Slammy Awards aired live on MTV on March 1st, 1986 and took a similar format to what we saw with this 1996 edition, offering a selection of awards, mostly awarded for comedic purposes. It returned again the next year on December the 16th 1987 from Caesars Palace and was aired in syndicated television rather than as a live special. This second edition of the Slammys is most often remembered for a number of musical performances by various superstars promoting Driver, the wrestling album too the highlight of which was Vince McMahon's rousing vocal performance of Stand Back, a thinly veiled lyrical masterpiece about how Vince was taking over the wrestling world and putting all of his competition out of business.
3: Was was that the one that they showed on something else years and years later? Yeah, they showed it on, on Raw, Raw in about
2: 2001, and then I think Triple H and Shawn Michaels did it again in about 2006. Mm. But it, it is unintentionally hilarious. It's brilliant, from what I remember.
3: Did yeah. they have Hulk Hogan on bass or something random? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah I've yeah. seen that. Is it true that he played with Metallica, or is that? Just... I think that's just one of those urban myths, isn't it? It was a pretty
2: strong rumor, but it was it was a rumor before, like I don't know what year it was the early nineties.
4: No, because it would have been after uh, Jason Newstead left. Right. So it would have been. Yeah, everyone would have had the internet. It was a strong rumor that Hulk Hogan was actually playing live shows with Metallica.
2: My other note here is that the world can only sadly dream about a Vince McMahon Paul Scrivens duet. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> The awards then took a seven-year hiatus before returning on the December 31st, 1994 edition of WWF Mania. Unlike the first two iterations, this version was merely Todd Pettingill and Stephanie Wyand, remember her? Oh, I yeah. Asking yeah. about in the WWF TV studios, not really presenting the awards to anyone in particular, just saying who'd won them. After another gap in 1995 and with the Hall of Fame ceremony not yet established as the night prior to Mania activity, the WWF relaunched the Slammy Awards with this edition held on March the 30th 1996 live on the USA Network from the Anaheim Marriott in Anaheim, California. The show drew a 1.6 rating. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Isn't it? That's not bad. Yeah. Our commentators for the evening are Vince McMahon and Jerry the King Lawler. Mm. Lawler begins by telling us that there will be so many foul-ups, so many blunders, you're not going to believe it. It's a good way of selling the show, basically saying this is going to be terrible. Yeah, good good start. Apparently, according to Lawler, because the WWF don't normally do award shows, Mm. this one is going to be spectacularly shit. Mm. (laughs) Like, excellent. And Vince actually looks horrified next to him. Like, what are you saying? Hmm. And I didn't spot it myself, I may have just been typing, but apparently a young Stephanie McMahon is in the crowd. Come again? Yeah, sat next to Linda. I've seen the picture of it, but I didn't spot it myself.
3: I didn't spot it. Well, there's quite a few children at the show.
2: You'll have to re-go through it, Adam. Yeah. With your macho man fine tube comb.
3: (laughs) We throw to our host, Todd
2: Pettingill, who runs out on stage for what emerges to be the greatest single moment of his life. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) I'll splice in what happens here and then we'll discuss it.
1: With their big muscles and their big hard
6: And here tonight, we're gonna head out
1: swimming. It beats the ground. A condo in the valley! He should be on Sally! He's gold us totally! He once thrown in the forum and said the boys adore him! He's gold us totally! He walks among the living, though he really
6: is quite dead. And here's two words his manager Paul Bearers never said. I'm
1: When darkness falls and lightning flashes, oh, it's a total scare. Better bring a fresh change of underwear. It's a nightmare when the purple hand of death reaches for your hair. The Warrior is back! Tell me, will you blow your stack? Hey, Warrior! Hey, Warrior! Your biggest fan, but how much did it cost McMahon? Hey, Warrior! Wait a minute. Hey, Warrior! Yeah. Oh, Sonny, my dear. Uh oh. Give one zip our heat friendship. Uh-oh. He don't need no one at all. And if you want Diesel to respect you, Big Kahuna never missed a dinner. He's the Nathan's hot dog eating winner. Here's the story of a man named Bret Hart. He's the only man man enough to wear pink. He's been in something like five million matches. I got that from the fink. Okay. Ahmed Johnson, Jake the Snake, Horowitz, you take the cake! Hunter Hurst, Helmsley, and Samio, you shake and back. Backlin crawling on his knees! Duke is tossing out the sleeves! Jerry Lawler, he just came down with mad cow disease! What?! Yeah, <laughs> mad cow! Well, this is a tale about Camp that the Polyester King! With Owen Vader and the dog, it's a not-so-nice thing! They screamed, they yelled in Los Angeles! I heard them from afar! Cornette would only rent a -a mid-size (laughs) rent-a-car We love the superstars (laughs) W.W.
2: So, what do you think to that performance? Amazing. Like,
3: really, really good. I wasn't expecting it.
2: Yeah, w- way better than I ever could have thought it would possibly I don't be. Know there's an element of we expect so little from
4: Todd Pettingill that when he does something good it seems extra good, but he's got a lot of lyrics to remember. Yeah. Here. He's
2: not got a bad singing voice. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, so I thought we could break down the song. I've, t- I've typed out all the lyrics at, at great length. We'll break down what it goes through. Okay, so the first bit is to the tune of Hooray for Hollywood. Is that a, a song you know? Hooray for Hollywood, yeah. 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 And it goes, Hooray for superstars with their big muscles and their fancy cars. And here tonight we're going to hand out Slammies, It beats the Grammys
3: live on USA. Yes, fair enough.
2: Yeah. Fancy cars, Bob Holly, maybe?
3: Uh, I think you're reading a bit much into that. <laughs> I, don't know if he's, I don't know if he's even there. Like, I didn't spot him in the crowd. No, it would, I just suspect he'd be somewhere near the back. I,
2: I yeah. did spot that Duke Drossi was set next to Bret Hart. It's like, really? Yeah, mm. as if he's been
3: promoted to that
2: table. Surely there should be like a main eventer's table, then like a mid-carder's table. I, I, did, I
3: did see Marty Giannetti, who was firmly in the mid-card. <laughs> <laughs> so the next bit is to the tune of Cocaine by Eric Clapton. Which Good song.
4: Which has Good a
2: slight song. irony to it, given the subject of it. <laughs> he's the sexiest thing that ever stepped in the ring, Sean is. With his earrings and hair and his thong underwear, Sean is. Such a stud, such a hunk. I said hunk, not Hulk. Sean is. Mm. Uh, Sean did some funny smiling to this. There there has been a few moments, I think, where male presenters of WWF TV shows have sort of momentarily unveiled their real feelings towards Shawn Michaels. Mm. And I think this might have been the most blatant. Yeah. No. No. There's worse, is there?
3: What was the last one we reviewed? Vince McMahon gushing over him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But yeah, the irony of him... Doing that to a song called Cocaine is not lost on any of us, I'm yeah. sure. Although if there was a song about pills, that might have been more apt. The next one is to the tune of the Adams Family theme. He's totally from Cali, a condo in the valley. He should be on Sally. He's gold dust totally. He once rode into Fordham and said the boys adore him. Then there's a bit of a gap, and I think Todd did forget his line so, there. Yeah. He's gold dust totally.
3: Maybe that should be a competition. People come up with what should go in that. What gap. the missing line is. Yeah. yeah. What's in Alan's draw? <laughs> <laughs> I want those two suggestions. What should go in that gap and What's in Alan's draw? Good choice of song for Gold Dust. It's it's kind of creepy. It's got a nice little bounce to it. It, it was I wasn't yeah. so, I wasn't so convinced by the lyrics to that section. Okay.
2: The next one is to the tune of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. It's quite a random yeah, selection, that, that, isn't it? Odd? <laughs> so we've gone from sort of a, an old show tune to Eric Clapton to the Adams family theme to like a Christmas carol. But it goes He walks among the living though he really is quite dead. And here's two words his manager, Paul Bearer, never said, I'm full. (laughs) And he did it like that, didn't he? Yeah, that was very, very good. When darkness falls and lightning flashes, oh, it's a total scare. Better bring a fresh change of underwear. It's a nightmare when the purple hand of death reaches for your hair. Very
3: good. Yeah, I like like that one.
2: Essentially just calling Paul Bearer fat in the middle. And saying Undertaker attacks people by the hair. Mm. Which he does sometimes. Yeah. To the tune of Mickey by Tony Basil, which is a quality tune. (laughs) And this might be the best part of it. So Warrior is back. Tell me, will you blow your stack? Hey, Warrior. Hey, Warrior. I'm like your biggest fan, but how much did it cost McMahon? Hey, Warrior. (laughs) Hey, Warrior.
4: It's probably at this time still quite a sensitive uh, thing, the Warrior money and, mcmahon type thing yeah
2: and although we've had these sort of vague allusions to vince being the boss of the company it's never really been fully sort of mm. stated it's, on tv it's kind of cemented
4: here both with yeah. this and with the the fred blassey thing yeah he is the boss uh,
3: do, just let, let's pin this down now who wrote these lyrics i mean do you know who wrote them was it no idea, up or was no it idea. A, the writers or
2: uh, imagine a combination of the writers, maybe Todd, Cornette, maybe, I don't know, maybe even Russo. He's Ooh. he's around at this point. I'm guessing that they would have had to put all the lyrics past Vince. Well, yeah, anyway, absolutely. So he was clearly all right with it. But Vince did pipe up at the point where Todd goes, how much did it cost McMahon? And he's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, to the tune of the theme from The Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Sonny, my dear, Skip and Zip are here. We can plainly see those are double Ds, Sonny and her beasts. Yeah, that was a good one. She really is wearing a cracking dress, Adam. Do you want to take us through that? <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> take us through that dress, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's not,
4: not overly revealing. I don't think. it's I just it was. No, it's, it's just got... What's your definition
2: <laughs> of revealing?
4: Well, no, there's a, there, there is a lot of material in it. It's not the sort of thing that we'd expect from a diva nowadays where they're basically wearing their underwear. Right. She is wearing a dress. It's just got... Um, I'll describe them as windows. In
2: <laughs> inappropriate in in areas. Yes. Excellent. We'll get back to Sonny's dress later. To the tune of, this is another... Actually, most of this is great, but this is another good one. This is to the tune of Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> Big Daddy don't need no friendship. He don't need no one at all. If you want Diesel to respect you, buy a black glove at the mall.
4: <laughs> I love the cutaways as well to Diesel. He's just trying to look like it's not phasing him. And
2: he's also wearing sunglasses mm. indoors. When it's dark. In a darkened environment.
5: Yeah. It's-
3: you, you know, you might as well wear a hat while you drive, I don't know. <laughs> is that a particularly bad thing to do? I don't know, it just, it just strikes me as weird as wearing a hat in, in any kind of indoors environment, on in a classic Ooh. car, unless you've got a, you know... Open top. Yeah, as, as an indoor environment.
2: But yeah, he looked thoroughly unimpressed, and I think yeah. Triple H was whispering something in his ear, like, this petting girl's
3: a cunt, isn't he? We'll get him <laughs>
2: <sucked."> <laughs> To the tune of Love and Marriage" by Frank Sinatra. And this is Adam's personal favourite, I believe. I I know for a fact that this has been stuck in Adam's head for a long time. Yeah,
4: Yokozuna, Yokozuna, he's the Federation's big kahuna.
2: Never missed a dinner. He's the nation's hot dog eating winner. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was stuck in my head for a long time. Also, he looks proud. Yes, he does. (laughs) I am the nation's hot dog eating winner. He goes through like, he
4: looks kind of suspicious as he starts singing stuff about about him. But then when he finally clicks and yes, he's saying I eat a lot.
3: Yeah, Benny I, is proud, that, that's, yeah. That's fine. I, I do like hot dogs, you're right. Yeah. But, but I've got to say, he, he comes across as quite fun-loving in, in that, yeah. his reactions to, to things where not all Yeah, it's kind, of, kind of the
4: polar opposite of Diesel, really. Yeah. Diesel looks angry and trying to be cool, and he's yeah. 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 just like, yeah. actually, no, yeah. this is
3: fun. Yes. Diesel looks a bit too cool for school. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah, some look fun, some look angry, some are really trying hard to cement their characters. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting mix of who does what. To the tune of the Brady Bunch theme song, it says, Here's the story
2: of a man named Bret Hart. He's the only man man enough to wear pink. He's been in something
3: like five million matches. I got that one from the think. Okay, so you, you, you tweeted about this because I, I, I obviously wasn't paying enough attention and that initially floated over my head. Yes, th- th- this was my spot on Twitter of some wrestle maths. Okay, so you, you, you kind of said, Ask me to work out kind of how frequent the matches would have been. What was 5 million matches? In week? Yeah,
2: so if we take at this time, Bret Hart would have been 39. Mm-hmm. We'll say for argument's sake he started wrestling at age 16. Mm-hmm. He's had something like 5 million matches. Go.
3: Okay, so effectively, I won't go through all the steps of the calculations because people might find that tedious, but it worked out to something like 2 minutes and 26 seconds per match, assuming no breaks whatsoever.
2: So since he's 16, he's consistently been wrestling two-and-a-half-minute matches for his life to have got to this figure of five
3: million matches. No sleep or anything, yeah. Excellent. Good Mm. stuff. He he is a workhorse. He is the fightingest champion of all. Do you want to hit your catchphrase? At WrestleMaths. To the tune
2: of We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel, which for for, for a little while has become my favourite song ever. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes... Ahmed Johnson, Jake the Snake, Horowitz, you take the cake. Hunter Hurst, Helmsley and Savio, you shake and bake. Backland crawling on his knees, Duke is tossing out the sleaze. Jerry Lawler, he just came down with mad cow disease. (laughs) 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 Pretty good. Think I could do better. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We'll challenge you to that. Yeah, Backland crawling on his knees was a reference I like because he did used to always do those lunges around the ring on his knees, didn't Mm. he? What about the cake thing? Bake. Shaken Baker, rhymes I presume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it it does rhyme, but I just didn't see what it meant. meant. No, me neither. So, quick note here before we do the next one. The next one is the Camp Cornet one, and I know most of the tunes to what Todd Girl was singing. So, as I was typing out the lyrics, I just typed in what the tune was. But the next one, I didn't, and I spent about twenty minutes last night before I finished my notes, just humming it to myself, trying to work out what it was, but to no avail. So, eventually, I just resigned myself to putting. I don't know what this next one is, but I'm sure someone will fill us in. Then about two hours later, it just randomly came into my head that it was the Gilligan's Island theme. Why do I know this? I've never seen an episode of Gilligan's Island. Why has my precious brain space been used to store the information to the theme song of a 60s TV show that I've never seen? What's wrong with me? What's it about Gilligan's Island? I've People shipwrecked on an island. It was a comedy. Oh, Very famous in the States, but I don't think it's, no, it's famous it's, at it, all over it's here. It's a name that I know of, but... I... No idea what it is. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. But why do I know that? Why did that just come to my brain? I don't know. Because yeah. you're weird. It yeah. was weird. Yeah. So this one goes, well, this is a tale about Camp Cornette, the polyester king with Owen Vader and the dog. It's not so nice a thing. They scream, they yelled in Los Angeles. I heard them from afar. Because Cornet would only rent a mid-sized rent-a-car. <laughs> <laughs> and he pisses himself yeah, at Yeah, he that. liked that. Fair play to Cornette. And finally, we go to a Hooray for Hollywood reprise, which goes, We love the superstars, WWF superstars, so come on, let's start the show and fire up the burner. Screw you, Ted Turner, it's time to start the show, the Slammys show. Yeah, I quite like the screw you, Ted Turner bit. That that got a good reaction. I felt the theme of the evening was very much, fuck you, Ted Turner. Yeah, (laughs) Just, just if you were to pick out an overall sort of message you wanted to take away from this. But yeah, I mean, you'll have heard it now, but... This was fantastic. Mm, yeah, really good stuff. Just, just unexpectedly good. Good mix of songs. The lyrics were, for the most part, appropriate and fit the characters. And yeah, no, great I, I, stuff. I think
3: it was, I, I think they did a very good job with it. Yeah. So Pettengill tells us that these
2: evenings' awards have been protected by the legal firm of Dewey, Cheatham and Howe hilarious. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg was not available, Billy Crystal was too expensive, and we all know what Letterman did when he hosted the awards. I don't know what that means. No, 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 no idea. idea. Someone from America in the mid-90s fill us in. Thank okay. you. The presenters of the first awards are the Godwins. Mm. Yeah. There's there's two of them now. Yes, the Godwins, plural. Henry O and Phineas I, along with their new manager, Hillbilly Jim.
3: Mm. I... I was wondering why these people have been chosen to present this award in particular.
2: I I don't think there's any real reason for it. I mean, they're facing the winner's charges the next night, so that might have been it. Hmm, tenuous. Quickly, Phineas is, of course, the future Naked Midian. Yes. And was Henry's tag team partner as Tex
3: Slazinger in the USWA and then later WCW. Ah, well, that's of some relevance, Yeah, because I I like Slazinger Bats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I used to have a Slazenger V12. I scored my first half century with it. Is that the place we drove past and you pointed out yes. to us? Yeah. What, what year was this? Oh, I would have been 12, so 84. No, 94. no, ninety four. Sorry, Emma. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Is there something you, you want eight. to tell us? No, no, yeah, 94, yeah. right. Yeah. It, was, it was the first game of the season as well. Well, well done.
2: Thank you. When Henry, at the time Shanghai Pierce, signed for the WWF in late 1994, Slazinger went back to the USWA for a time, but with Vince's new ponchon for creating tag teams by photocopying singles gimmicks, he was <laughs> brought into the WWF as Henry's cousin Phineas, with the duo debuting as a team on the January 29th Raw, defeating the Body Donners. And they're wearing denim dungarees with suit jackets and bow ties. As we are now. <laughs> they are here to present the slammy award for best buns right so with this as well what i did was i emailed all the categories to adam and paul and got them to put who they thought would win before they watched it paul you played a bit fast and loose with the rules did i but we'll get to that later oh
3: there's a couple where i predicted ties i think that was there was good. a couple where you predicted two ties
2: one of them you didn't specify it was a tie you just oh. as far as i was concerned you'd pick two of the five nominees <laughs> But the Slammy Award they're here to present is for Best Buns. The nominees are Goldust, Sonny, Yokozuna, who Lawler tells us are Buns of Cinnamon, not Buns (laughs) of Steel, Shawn Michaels, and Razor Ramon. And for each set of nominees, they throw to clips of superstars throwing out little one-liners. This one bizarrely includes The Undertaker saying, Nice ass. Nice ass. (laughs) Is that
4: your Undertaker impression? It's like a slightly deeper version of your sexy voice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, he was saying nice ass, so it's appropriate. Weird. He does a weird sort of yeah. growl
4: after it as well. And there's another bit where he, has to, he does a growl after what he says. Mm. It, it's
3: strange because it's hard to think of Undertaker as a sexual being. <laughs> Despite the fact he's married to Michelle McCall. Yes, but do you, do you, like particularly in this character, it's, yeah, this version you, of him, because he's so supernatural, you, you actually don't think of him as a, well. I don't think of him as like a normal human with normal human urges. He's I, supposed I, to be dead. Surely he yeah. should have no sexual urges. He, he doesn't have views on people's asses. Well, I, I thought not, but maybe you can't
4: choke not. slam a bottom.
2: Yeah, but now every time he walks to the ring, I'm just going to be thinking he's like looking at women in the crowd and thinking, <laughs> mm, "Nice ass," <laughs> <laughs> and. This might be worse. During Goldust's clip, Lawler tells Vince he's being a little homophobic. Yeah. Vince's reply, you've got that right. The nominees,
1: Goldust. Ah oh, yes, he is the androgynous one for sure. Gives you meaning to the term cheek to cheek. Uh, I think you're a little homophobic, you man. Yes, that's
4: right. yeah. What? It was think... a... Did you not pick no up No, on I didn't spot yeah. that. Many. If we boil it down, Lawler says to Vince, you don't like gay people, and Vince says, yes. yeah, you're right. <laughs>
3: I Which did not. It's that at all. Appalling. Yeah, actually, it yeah, is appalling. appalling. <laughs> uh, that, that is appalling, but I didn't. You didn't uh, clock that one. It was very warm when we watched it, yeah. wasn't it? We had a bit sleepy.
2: My, my, my note just says Vince is homophobic. He does, yeah. a- And he's proud about it. Yeah. On Sunny, Lawler offers she's pretty as a picture, nice frame, too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't spot that either. Were you listening to any of this? <laughs> Overall, Lawler
4: was dead good on Lawler is us. on absolute yeah. fire tonight. Yeah, He's he's inappropriate and
2: irritating sometimes, but generally speaking, he's very good. Hillbilly Jim offers Phineas the envelope to read out the winner, but as he's a pig farmer, he can't read. Hilarious. And Lawler pisses himself yeah. on commentary. Lawler finds absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Illiteracy is hilarious. Henry helps him out and whispers the winner in his ear. It's sunny. And Adam's pick for this was, I imagine, Sonny. And Paul's pick for this was, I must have picked Sonny I? Yep. So you both got that one correct. Who else are she going to pick? I was a little bit scared, actually.
3: I was a might bit scared Michaels.
4: that Shaw Michaels would have got that. <laughs> but they they did the right thing, and yes, she
3: definitely should have won. Particularly with the, the clip that they showed with him and and with his, you're right, the um, pre super kick wiggle. Yeah, mm.
4: uh, but she she, yeah, she gets up to do her acceptance, and then says, "I bet you'd all love to know why I won Best Buns," and then teases that she's going to show us her ass, and then doesn't. Was this very upsetting for
3: you, bitch? And, and so I think Vince McMahon, I've just written this down, or possibly Lawler, Sunny, Good Buns, and a nice pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's definitely Lawler,
4: not Vince. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I, saying,
4: I mean, although we don't get to see her ass we kind of do later in her
3: music video so it's actually made up for in the end and go go on somebody's got to do the the Lawler line
2: she asked me out once McMahon I was in her room (laughs) 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 which again (laughs) classic it's quite refreshing on these old shows, though, isn't it? Like, today you think of just Jerry Lawler as this sort of elderly muppet. He's the, he's the Mountain Dew salesman. Yeah, but on, particularly, I think, in your house six and, and on this, he is absolute yeah. gold. And it's, Yeah, because
4: you watch the WWE stuff now, and it is, it's upsetting. And in many ways, it's made more upsetting by going back and looking at this and seeing how good he actually was. And how witty and, was, and how sharp. Yeah, he's sharp, yeah. and he's cutting, and he's... He's not afraid, really, to say anything. I don't know he's, whether yeah. Vince has just said, "Just say whatever you like, Jerry." He's,
3: he's not. He's not PG, is he?
2: Oh,
4: certainly no, not. But he's he's brilliant, and yeah, to see what he's actually become is, is upsetting. Yeah, it is upsetting.
2: Just a final note on Sunny. To be fair to her, she is a heel. So yeah. when she asks if people want to see her ass, and then doesn't do it, that that, that is fitting with the fact she's supposed to be a bitch. Yeah. Our next award presenters are The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, this was hilarious
3: as oh, well. I, I very much enjoyed this. Yeah.
2: Our second award is for the best slamming jamming entrance.
3: Uh, hang on. <laughs> the nominees for the best slamming jamming entrance. Is that your Steve Austin impression? Because uh, I've got to say, he, he looks so annoying to be there. <laughs> yeah. He, he was just furious. I don't know if that was part of his character at the time, but he just... He angrily really presents awards. No, no, never th- heard
4: here's Stone Cold Steve Austin saying,
2: slamming, jamming. <laughs> <laughs> DiBiase comments on Pettengill's buzz cut and asks if he spent a month in prison. <laughs> did he? Maybe. This includes a highlights package of Duke of the Dumpster Drosy performing other better wrestlers' entrances. This, but, was, good. this
3: was awesome. Yeah. I, I really like that. I thought it did a really good job. I, I thought the package was quite well cut together.
2: Okay. So, the nominees for Best Entrance are Diesel, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, which specifically seems to be his Dancing on the Roof of In Your House 6, The Undertaker, <laughs> and Goldust. Adam's pick was...
3: What was it? I can't remember what I put. Goldust. I, yeah. oh, Gold I, Gold I think... Oh, Goldust Entrance. I went for Goldust or Undertaker. You went for Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. I was talking between those two.
2: And the winner is... Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Shawn Shawn Michaels. Michael's. Swinging off a roof, Gold just gets up and is walking towards the stage as the result is announced. And yeah, he was fucking robbed. Mm, yeah, because yeah. Gold just entrance is amazing. Sean makes a sort of na 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 nah, sign with his hand. That, thank you. We got the benefit of that visual. Stuart. You, you're welcome. Is he doing? He seems to be doing it to Austin and DeBiossi as they leave, rather than Goldus mm. though. Sean thanks the click, leading the women in the audience to think he means them when really he means all his buddies. <laughs> He tells us his entrance the following night at WrestleMania will top anything he's done yet. Today, possibly. Vince urges us to call 1 900 737 SLAM to vote for which WWF champion, past or present, in attendance tonight is Hall of Fame bound. That's oddly specific. Yes, that is odd. And who are the nominees for it? The nominees are Bob Backlund, The Undertaker, Yokozuna, Diesel and Bret Hart. The, Fair enough. The original vote was simply titled which WWF champion past or present is Hall of Fame bound and they'd included Hulk Hogan in the nominees. Mm. Ah. Vince then felt there was actually a legitimate chance Hogan might win the vote mm. so changed it to in attendance tonight and mm. cut Hogan out of the voting. Yeah. So
3: they, it, they did, that was interesting because they did emphasise that when they read out for the award later on. Yeah. That was weird, yeah.
4: It beggars belief that originally they would have had the thought that Hogan could have been a possible
2: candidate anyway. So, currently, in amongst those nominees, a bit of mass for you, 60% of them are Hall of Famers already. Yeah. With only... Diesel? And The Undertaker currently not in the Hall of Fame, although I would and argue... Both Und- of them Undertaker will would it. definitely go and in, and I guess Diesel will as well. Yeah, yeah. Because the version we're watching is from Daily Motion and not the WWE Network, we've not been informed that that phone number is no longer active. So we will try calling it. Yeah. <laughs> Our next And actually, we changed the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Our next presenter is from the evening sponsors, Tyco RC Maximum Heat, which looks like quite a cool toy. Yeah, I've,
3: I've got to say. Yeah, it's a radio-controlled car, isn't I it? Yeah. used to have a radio-controlled car. I remember pestering my dad for, it must have been months, yeah. to get one. He finally got one, and again, it took us quite a while to build. It was quite a sophisticated one. And then it was such a pain in the ass to charge it up that I only used it about a dozen times.
4: They're <laughs> <Well done. laughs> the sort of things that take a few hours to charge up and you get ten minutes run time. Yeah, like
3: you had to charge it up off the car battery and... You what? Yeah, you had to, to charge it off the car battery. No, why? It? Could they not just make a plug? I don't know, but they it, we always charge it off the car battery.
2: Anyway, this bloke's name is Scott Reskus and his co-presenter is... Yay, Mr Bob Backlund. Mm. (laughs) Backlund picks up and moves the guy out of the way so he can talk. Yeah, which was good because I was thinking, oh God, what's this guy going to say? But Backlund just sorts him out. Backlund says he's not here to exacerbate us this evening. He is here to present the Stick a Fork in him He's Done Award for Best Finishing Maneuver. Before the nominees, Bob tells us that the chicken wing surpasses every other (laughs) hold in the world. This is right. It sure does, Bob. It sure (laughs) does. Todd cuts him off, and let's just take a quick pause here to discuss how much we all love Bob Backlund's Hall of Fame acceptance speech. Genius, yeah. I think uh, we've mentioned it before, but it's it's the best one. Isn't
4: it? It's closely run by Mister T, is, yeah. yeah. Thanking his mother, but yeah, Backlund's <laughs> Backlund speech is brilliant because it kind of it starts off all right, and then he just goes
2: mad, goes um, into another gear, and he calls Triple H Mister H. I think my favourite part is when he brings his nephew up on stage and basically alleges I'm his dad. Yeah. <laughs> And, and closely followed by Vince, like sneaking out to cut him off,
4: challenging Triple H to some sort of like strength contest that Triple H would blatantly not, lose.
2: Not silly enough to try. Yeah, God bless Bob Backlund. Yeah. So the nominees for best slamming, jamming, sticker a fork in him, he's done finisher are
3: Diesel for the jackknife, the worst jackknife ever they play as the yeah, clip don't today. It? It's really, an awful one. really
2: shit one. Bret Hart for the sharpshooter, The Undertaker for the tombstone. Ahmed Johnson for the Pearl River Plunge and Yokozuna for the Bonsai Drop. Adam's pick was—can you remember? He slept since then. He can't remember anything. Diesel did I, for the Jackknife.
3: Did, did, I might have gone for Diesel, but I was thinking Diesel or Ahmed Johnson. You went for Ahmed Johnson. Okay. The nominees video
2: here bizarrely shows a Sonny breaking up with nobody in particular. That's why I've got. <laughs> a,
4: that's why I've got a note that says Sonny's finishing move. Yeah.
2: It, <laughs> because
4: yeah. yeah, it was it was her
2: finishing with yeah, so my yeah. boyfriend wasn't it yeah. I imagine she's, these days, got a different finishing move. <laughs> yeah. And and I know he's nominated for every other award in the universe, but why isn't the Sweet Chin Music nominated for this?
3: Right, is it not that firmly over as a finishing? Yeah, it yet? definitely
2: it's... is now. Since mid-95, but... it's been a thing. He's got the butt wiggle now, remember? Well, I, yeah, well, I can't <laughs> forget. He's expanded um, it out. Yeah, okay. The Tycho Man reads the winner, and it's Bret Hart. Wow. Mm. Helen Hart is in the crowd, and Lawler absolutely loses it. Yeah. He's disturbingly elated that Helen <laughs> that Hart is there. Brett tells us that the past year has been tough for him and that he's wrestled a lot of tough competition. I thought there was a nice double meaning there in that I've been stuck in the mid-card with mostly a load of shit. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's an honour to receive the award. He thanks Stu, but not Bruce. Mm. He hypes his match with Sean and signs off with his catchphrase. Lawler offers, at least his tuxedo matches his face. They're both ugly.
3: <laughs> the The... I noticed that Sean claps Brett quite. I thought there was some sincerity tonight between the two of them. Really? Yeah, I did actually. Okay. Todd tells us about another award
2: Best Music Video. And we throw to the wonderful Tell Me a Lie video. They all of it as the, the Sean is Dead video. I <laughs> like the bit where the pyro explodes in time with the drumbeat. Yeah,
5: that's good. That? Yeah. It's,
2: it's well synced. Yeah. You seem particularly upset by this video, like every time it
4: crops up. I just, it just seems like the sort of thing that you'd you'd play after someone had died it's a bit too wistfully looking back right it's not i don't know plus is it a i guess it is a music video but it's a song and there's a video to it yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know there's a bit near the end that reminds me of a song from the buffy musical because there's a bit where they sort of go maybe we could stay together (laughs) And it reminds me of the bit from the Buffy one where it's like, how can I repay whatever? Yeah, yeah. It, it just sort of brought that up in my mind. Probably one of only about three musicals I like is the Buffy musical. The, the Buffy musical is, oh, such a good episode. Uh, the
4: Blues Brothers and uh, South Park, the movie.
2: Team America would count maybe as well? Yeah,
1: I
5: guess. Yeah. Four
1: then. We'll find out who wins the best music video later on of this folder off. get out of the way get out of the way back up. come in here class let me say we're here to present the Jim award Carter tonight for clarence the prime mason. of the century i think a leading candidate is whoever told Pettingill that he could sing but we have some <laughs> other nominees that to present the award here with me my personal litigator johnny Cochran and f Bay all rolled into one mr clarence mason very very well said uh, yeah, very well watching said from, uh... i'd just like to say
2: that as a criminal defense attorney i'm unbeaten that and that is documented and had
1: F Lee Bailey retained me, he wouldn't be in this sorry mess he's in right now. That's right.
2: Back at the ceremony, Jim Cornett and Clarence Mason interrupt Todd Pettengill to present the Crime of the Century Award, with Cornett claiming a leading candidate should be whoever told Pettengill he could sing. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree, but the gag is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the nominees for Crime of the Century are The One Two Three Kids Fast Count on Razor Ramon against Sid, Sid's Attack on Shawn Michaels, Vader's Assault on Gorilla Monsoon, Diesel jackknifing Brett after losing the WWF title and Owen Hart taking credit for Shawn Michaels' collapse. Adam's pick was... I think, did I pick Vader? You picked Vader. And Paul's pick was... Owen, I think. You
3: picked Owen. Cornette announces the winner as Vader. Now, we had a bit of a disagreement here, Adam, didn't we? Because I thought he had some nice shoes on, but you thought they were trainers. And then you, you actually ended up with saying, they look like clogs on this resolution. Because yeah. the picture was not great. The,
4: the resolution was pretty shocking. I couldn't tell what type of shoes he They were big, whatever. They
3: were big, but I thought they kind of looked like quite smart black and white shoes. But there may have been trainers. You're right, the resolution was part. I'm just glad that he wasn't wearing his
2: mask. Cornette seems pretty pleased with this anyway, and Monsoon looks on less impressed. Vader is wearing shades indoors, but yeah, sadly not his mask with his suit. cornet cuts the acceptance speech for him and it's vader time he leaves they definitely need to reevaluate the recipient of this award because the the, the award is titled crime of the century yeah yeah Yeah. and although it hasn't happened at the time the big boss man cooking a dog and crashing (laughs) a man's funeral definitely usurps vader beating up gorilla monsoon we'll consider him the honorary winner doesn't mabel winning king of the wing King of, the wing. King, of the wing.
4: King, king of the Wings.
5: King of the Wings. <laughs> king of the Wings. That could be a
4: contest. <laughs> In many ways, he's King of the Wings.
2: But Yokozu, Yokozuna might take him for it. But him winning, he's, the, he's the hot dog competition eating winner. He, he might win the room versus, versus
4: the wing eating <laughs> champion. But... Him winning King of the Ring surely is a bigger crime than Gorilla Monsoon being Vader bombed, right? Well,
2: yeah. And additionally, I did kind of look up the greatest crimes of the 20th century and those articles mostly talked about things like the Chinese Civil War, the Russian Civil War, <laughs> World War One, Stalin's regime, Mao Zedong's regime in China, World War II and people like Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, Bonnie and Clyde, Jeffrey Dahmer and OJ Simpson, who we'll talk about again soon. But yeah, they're all definitely worse than Vader launching his fat belly onto an old man. Hulk Hogan throwing someone off the roof of a building. Committing murder on live pay-per-view. That's a pretty hideous crime. Yeah, I see that. A parallel of ability. Two
1: great
7: competitors. A paradox of style. You will go down. Sharing one common passion. I'm going to put you to the test. Bound by one dynamic goal. This championship belt is going nowhere. Now, one epic battle will define each other's destiny.
1: One hour, no time. Shawn Michaels. The WrestleMania, the hopes and dreams of Shawn Michaels will be attained. Rent the Hitman heart. WrestleMania 12 is gonna be my finest hour. The Iron Man Alright, don't do it for Larry, do it for Shawn Michaels!
7: WrestleMania, presented by Tycho RC Maximum Heat, live only on Pay-Per-View.
2: We get a pretty cool hype video for Brett and Sean that continues the sports type build that we've been seeing hyping the main events of the last few months. Mm. I thought that was very good. Yeah. Mm. Pettingill introduces a video of Pacific Blue, which looks very exciting. Well, I've,
3: I've put hot news show, Pacific Blue equals cycling. Yeah. This looks shit. This is people <laughs> cycling down a hill. It really <laughs> That's was. literally all it was, yeah. I, I thought it was going I thought that there was gonna be some kind of drama, some tension. So it'd be these people racing and there'd be like some bad accident and or, or something or,
4: or maybe Dick Dastardly and Mudley it'd be somewhere <laughs> along the road to, <laughs> that'd to be be disrupt their cycle path. Mm. A wily coyote yeah. with a fake wall with but, Yeah. No, this looked bollocks. It looked like a really crap tour de France.
2: Well I went on the Wikipedia page this morning and it is described as Baywatch on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds
4: <laughs> th- there was no indication of any sort of narrative. Was no, no, cycling it really down the hill. Was. Yeah, and it Cycle. wasn't like
2: it was a clip from Baywatch where you could show. David Hasselhoff jumping off an exploding boat or something. <laughs> yeah. It was just a video. of Some people biking down. It, it. It, could, it could have been a clip from Countryfile. Yeah,
3: yeah, it could.
2: Apparently, as it was on the same network as Raw, like a bunch of WWF people did appear on the show over the years. So Sable, China, Yokozuna. and other people like that. Yeah, yeah Yokozuna <laughs> cycling down the hill <laughs> on the world's most reinforced bike. <laughs> and it later went on to star Mario Lopez. Ah, from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, oh. AC Slater. So, stars of the show, Jim Davidson, no, not that one,
3: <laughs> Darlene Vogel and Paula Tricky come out to present the next award. And I've written down, I don't know why, I don't know what you said at this point, Adam, but I've written, Adam wants to see these two ladies in action. Did you say that? <laughs> I th- I thought they were attractive but wooden. <laughs> um, I Every, everything you look for in a woman. <laughs>
4: uh, uh, um, my, my, my notes basically read, Pacific Blue looks shit, and then there's an arrow going down that just says this guy's a twat. Oh, you didn't like him? He was a massive yeah.
2: wanker. Yeah, my note also says more glorious 90s women for Adam. <laughs> Woo. The crowd couldn't care less about them, is the other note. They, they are yeah. like, who are these jabronis? Well, if they'd have shown a decent clip before they came out, <laughs> they <might. laughs> Jim Davidson says they don't know why they are here other than they're on the same channel. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. yeah, Twat. He, he then challenges any team to face these two women, and the Body Donners kind of consider it. <laughs> I think they should have. Jim introduces the nominees for the new Sensation Award. The nominees are Isaac Yankum DDS, Ahmed Johnson, The Body Donners, Savio Vega, and Goldust. Adam's pick was... Ahmed Johnson. And Paul's pick was... I don't know if I picked Ahmed Johnson or Goldust. You picked Goldust. Mm. One of the women announces come home to mama, Ahmed Johnson. I guess we know her preference. <laughs> <laughs> he shakes hands politely with the presenters and does some talking.
1: First of all, I want to say something. This is not my award. This is your award, the people. Because without you, me, Shawn Michaels, Grant Hart, Yokozuna, us would be here or we would be nothing without you. But this is your award, not mine. Yeah, don't be so humble. You're not that great. I'd be here without Second of all, I wanna apologize because this suit is not me. Uh oh. I feel like I belong to the million dollar corporation, which ain't much. <laughs> and um, I wanna say something real quick, you know me I'm type person speak from my mind. Yeah, that'd be not I don't much. think that the people understand what WWF the new generation means. So I'm gonna tell you what it means. The new generation is called that for one reason. Because it was passed on from father to son, from father to son. That's what makes us the generation. We are not the other federation. The Wheelchair Rapping Federation. That is not us. Uh-oh. If you wrestle me, you'll be in a we wheelchair. We are not some two-point-wearing... Oh. <laughs> ...worthy... Talking about you, McMahon! ...all buying up a- toy soldiers trying to make a federation. We are the federation. And let me tell you something. Just
3: like they am in the hood, you can imitate us, you can duplicate us, but you will never be able to recreate it. Finish, never us. And it's better than Peace. He always sounds like he's speaking with his mouth full. Well, I've, yeah. I've, I've put his speaking through some kind of voice distortion. <laughs> no, it, that it's is so, just his voice. It's just so bassy.
2: Yeah.
4: It's more, I think it's more decipherable as he's talking and he's calmer. Yeah. But towards the end of his speech, where he starts getting a little bit more R8. And this is the main problem that you see with his promos, where he's shouting. You can't understand a fucking word he's saying. Mm.
2: He says this award belongs to the fans and he says the suit isn't him. He asks if he can speak his mind and Lawler quips, well, that won't take long. (laughs) He calls WCW the Wheelchair Wrestling Federation, which I guess would be WCWF or just WWF? (laughs) Don't know. Misunderstood. He's he's very humble. He's a good pick for this award, to be fair, given his push. I, I didn't have a problem with this winner, really. Gill gives us two words, billionaire Ted. Mm. Fans boo and he says he'll own them someday too. <laughs> he says the hookster isn't there as he's recovering from an attack with a high-heeled shoe and Nacho is delayed at the hair club for men. <laughs> he says Tad is doing a great job and that Vince is a real sport for having him there. He says he's so impressed with the whole night, he might just buy the WWF right now. Todd tells him it's not for sale, and he can't remember what award he's giving, so hmm. Todd fills in the blanks. It's been a couple of episodes since we've seen our pal, Billionaire Ted, so we'll cover off what's gone on with him here, as we'll have plenty of other stuff to discuss at WrestleMania, and he's kind of only featured on the pre-show. Okay. Yep. On the 8th of January Raw, Vince McMahon, of all people, decided to get high and mighty about steroid testing in the second Billionaire Ted <laughs> <skit>. <laughs> The WWF implied that their former stars were no longer required to be tested for steroids now that they worked for Ted's Wrestling. Immediately following the broadcast, Vince released a statement saying that the World Wrestling Federation is concerned about the health and well-being of its talent. Although on tonight's Raw program, we used satire to demonstrate a point about the WWF steroid policy as opposed to Ted Turner's WCW, we realized that the use of steroids and other drugs of abuse is a serious issue and can pose health risks. Vince urged WCW to joining in in selecting a third-party company to independently test for steroid use. No, I can't believe this either. (laughs) (laughs) The WWF's use of the term satire to describe the Billionaire Ted segments allowed them legal protection from any form of slander or libel lawsuit which WCW was rumoured to be considering. Well done, Vince. yeah, 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 that's clever. The final War Room skit aired on the January 22nd Raw, with Ted's minions unable to come up with an original idea until Scheme Gene claimed he had one, but you would have to call his hotline to find out what it was. (laughs) This may have been the final war room, but this wasn't over by a long shot. Eric Bischoff went on the WCW hotline on January the 23rd and told interviewer Mike Tenet that Vince McMahon was clearly a desperate man doing desperate things and that Vince was the Verne Gagne of the 1990s. Despite his bravado over the phone, Bischoff was clearly at least mildly rattled by the whole thing, as on the 29th of January Raw, Doc Hendricks referenced a letter sent to the WWF by an unnamed WCW executive that threatened legal action for the billionaire Ted Skits. They even went so far as to show the letter, which clearly named Bischoff as the unnamed executive. (laughs) The WWF positioned themselves as refusing to back down from big, bad WCW, and specifically Ted Turner, who Vince felt the war was actually with rather than Eric Bischoff, who was realistically more his actual foe. And aired a press conference featuring billionaire Ted the hookster and the Nacho Man fielding questions. The questions covered whether Ted was a hillbilly, whether he wore cheap suits, why he undercut the WWF on advertising rates, and why he'd chosen to place his wrestling show directly opposite the WWFs. The Hookster and the Nacho Man were questioned on their upcoming geriatric match at WrestleMania, <laughs> with both men claiming that they would win, but with the Hookster getting the final word that it says in my contract I never lose, brother. <laughs> Which may very well have been actually true. yeah. 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 The segment ended on a cliffhanger with Ted unable to respond to questions that he was using stockholders' money to fund his campaign against the WWF rather than his own personal cash. The following week's subsequent skit began with the tagline that it was being broadcast despite threat of legal action from Turner Broadcasting. The segment alleged that Turner had wasted $40 million of stockholders' money so that when he died and saw his father, who allegedly Turner didn't get along with, he could tell Daddy to kiss my ass okay in addition to this vince had attempted to buy advertising space in both the new york times and the wall street journal espousing the same allegations but was turned down by both newspapers although a modified version was printed in the financial section of the times on the 7th of february that same week vince filed a complaint with the federal trade commission claiming that tbs was engaged in a systematic plan to destroy the wwf so that it could Achieve a monopoly over the wrestling industry. Oh, the ironies. Again, I'm sure (laughs) the irony of of this is lost on absolutely no one. Fucking hell. And if that wasn't enough, he also wrote a personal letter to Ted Turner about the use of blood on nitro, claiming that blading was disgusting, violent, and potentially infectious. Despite the fact that Bret Hart's just done it. And especially considering, considering, you know, the late 90s. Yeah, and where it will go. yeah. Yeah. On screen, the Billionaire Ted segment then moved to being presented as a TV show called Larry Fling Live, where Fling firstly interviewed Billionaire Ted about Savage's thinning hair and Hogan being knocked out by a woman's shoe. When Fling asked about McMahon's FTC complaint, Billionaire Ted conveniently lost his voice. The following week, Larry Fling interviewed the hookster and the nacho man with the purpose of this skit solely to point out how old, bold, incontinent and past their prime they were and that they couldn't keep (laughs) up with the new generation. The segment ended mocking the closing moments of Super Brawl with the hooks defending off various TV crew members with tepid chair shots complete with comedy sound effects. Mm. On the 4th of March Raw, the WWF aired a pastiche titled TV Trivia, which saw billionaire Ted take on a bimbo named Candy, with the two tasked to attribute a number of real-life quotes to their owner. Of course, all the quotes were from Ted Turner himself and were chosen to paint him as a misogynist, a racist, a bigot, and just generally an idiot. I don't doubt at all that you could find any number of quotes that would paint (laughs) Vince McMahon in the same (laughs) light. On the 11th of March Raw, Scheme Gene presented his Geriatric Control Centre, where Gene showed us hilarious footage of the Hookster and the Nacho Man training for their WrestleMania bout. Nacho's training was having fake hair sprayed on his head. Before telling us breaking news that no handcuffs or ladies' shoes would be allowed at ringside. This one ended with Gene urging us to call his hotline, the number for which was (laughs) (laughs) 1-800-Lying-Baldy. About the possibility that the sun might go down that night and that nighttime might follow it. (laughs) This all built to the 18th of March Raw, where billionaire Ted was assessed by the FTC with regards to the upcoming Time Warner merger with the Turner Broadcasting System. This segment was no longer played for comedy, instead turning into a parody of the courtroom scene from A Few Good Men. You can't handle the truth. Correct. And basically becoming a character assassination of Ted Turner and his business practices. The skit ended on a to-be-continued with the WWF urging viewers to write in their opposition to the merger, with the implication being that it would give Turner almost total control a monopoly, if you will, over what audiences watched. As far as I can tell, no follow-up was produced in this segment and the following evening's WrestleMania match was the end of the angle. Interestingly enough, the match was aired on the free-for-all portion of WrestleMania, as Turner at that point owned the likenesses of both Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, so the WWF can't use them for marketing or promotional purposes, i.e. encouraging people to buy the pay-per-view to see the match, though I doubt anyone in their right mind was buying WrestleMania (laughs) to see that match. A couple of points. Go on then. I think
4: that you're right in the fact that this seems like really harsh towards Ted Turner like it's really directed at him but but you're right Bischoff is the one that's doing everything Ted's, Bischoff is Ted's, the cunt
2: that's giving away results Ted's yeah. the
4: benefactor yeah he's he's the money behind it yeah Bischoff is the one that is doing everything that Vince is upset with yet yeah, he says nothing about Bischoff it's all directed at Ted Turner yeah and secondly it seems like this, this is personally quite horrible and I'm not saying that what Bischoff is doing on on Nitro isn't a bad thing but this seems a little bit harsh. It's a really ingrained personal attack on...
2: Ted turn.
3: ...on Ted, on Hulk, and on Macho Man as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Your thoughts,
3: Paul? I, I, can't get my, like, I can't get my head around it. It's another one of these things where, actually, this is quite a big deal. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's all kind of quite... The hypocrisy of it yeah, all is what yeah, absolutely yeah. stands out. And I, I
4: do find it, personally, hilarious... Of the fact that they've done all this stuff, saying that it's old, and they can't compete with the new generation, and then WCW nick their two like two of their biggest stars from
2: their new generation. There is some kind of karmic balance in there somewhere. Also, in two thousand and two, the WWF will ride the Hulk Hogan gravy train right. and make a yeah. champion again. Yeah. Yeah, it's. And they see no problem in it. The hypocrisy with the blading, the hypocrisy with the monopoly, the it's drugs, just, it yeah. everything. It's, it's quite unbelievable, really. I mean, if anyone were to ever get the opportunity to write like a full on Vince McMahon biography, warts and all, discuss everything with the man, I don't doubt it would be one of the most fascinating things you could ever hope to read. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's yeah. done some very, very odd, very, very big things. And it's interesting, like I say, how he positions himself in this as like the underdog sort of wronged party mm. when in the 80s he was the monopoly that was devouring everyone else and again at the early 2000s he will be the monopoly yeah. devouring everything He's else. already
4: done everything that he's accusing WCW w of. of. Yeah. And now that maybe... Someone's he, doing it back. So to someone him. else is doing it, and not even in the not, but nowhere near in the same scope that Vince did it. No,
2: I, I would agree with that as well. And
4: mm. yeah, and he's so threatened by this, so threatened by the yeah. fact that someone's doing what he did that, that it must be so wrong. But then obviously things flip, and he buys up everyone else anyway. Yeah, and he sees no problem in that, and there's no one else to say that there is a problem in that.
2: Yeah. So there you go. That's the billionaire Ted story. Interesting stuff. Mm.
6: All right. <laughs> <laughs> It's great to be here, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll own you someday too, yeah, yeah, <laughs> first of all I want to, you know, a lot of people have been uh, asking questions today, <laughs> but saying where's the huckster nacho, uh, uh huckster couldn't be here because he's a little, uh, a little tied up or handcuffed, so... He's still recovering course, from that, that assault income, with high-heeled as well. shoe, so he is convalescing well right now. And, and it's like uh, Nacho, he, uh, he missed his flight because he is uh, delayed at hair club for men, so he couldn't be here. But Anyway, it's, uh, how about a hand for, what's uh, his name, Tim, Tom? Uh, <laughs> George uh, Foster looking out? on. Yeah, Tad. Doing a great job tonight. It's uh. uh I also want to thank uh, uh, Vince McMahon, his real sport, for having me here. I think. You know, uh, <laughs> and oh, so, uh, You know, uh, it's, you know, in fact, I'm so impressed with this whole event tonight. I may just cut a check right now for <laughs> it. I, I know the WWF's not for sale, but. Can't blame a billionaire for trying. Yeah, yeah. All right, come uh, on. We got let's... an award to give out here. It's uh, it's the uh, where, uh where, yeah, it's, yeah uh, it's, uh, best... Oh yeah, yeah. I'm talking and I can't shut up. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> so Ted is here to present the "I'm talking and I can't shut up" award for Biggest Mouth. The nominees are Doc Hendricks, Brother Love, Jerry Lawler, Jim Cornette, and Jim Ross, wearing a lovely sweater.
3: <laughs> Quotes, lovely sweater. Adam's pick was? Doc Hendricks. You went with Jim Cornette. Did I? And I, Paul's pick? I think mine was Doc Hendricks. You went with Jerry Lawler. Oh, I did? Yeah. Because, uh, like, the thing is, I thought Jerry Lawler would win it, but I don't like Doc Hendricks, so I hope he <laughs> would win it. Ted announces the winner is Jerry Lawler.
1: Well, I'll tell you, you tell it like it is, and this is what you get. See? It's not that I can't shut up. It's just that it's not what I do. I tell it like it is. Here's a guy who, when you get somebody like Ahmed Johnson, who's so dumb that he let's, thinks Thomas Jefferson is that little black guy that's married to Weezy, I tell it. You let's know? Get, what? Let's get the hook. And please. when you get Bob plug Holly, who came in last in his last race because he kept pulling into the pit asking for directions, I tell it. And when you get Helen Hart, who gets her toes stuck in a toaster, trying to make French toast, I tell it! That's right! I tell it like it is! That's why I won this award! It's not that I can't shut up, it's... Silica, we'll find
2: out what shocked you most. Lawler leaves the announce booth to accept the award and slags off Ahmed Johnson, Bob Holly and Helen Hart.
5: Mm.
2: (laughs) Nice award acceptance speech. His music plays and we cut to break as he just keeps talking bringing another sort of
4: like point one of the most irritating things about the show i found was vince's fake laugh
2: yes and,
4: <laughs> and it, it and it really it really picked up whenever the billionaire ted character was on he finds it hilarious this is the funniest thing that he's ever done of course
2: he does <laughs> back from break and todd introduces mr tv trivia and Fatal. I have no idea who Fatal is, but she's fucking tall and pretty damn hot.
4: Now, hey, I've got who is this giant, super hot goth chick?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I put it down as sort of a giant version of Paige with big fake cans.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah that ticks most boxes I, I wrote who are these guys
2: yeah I, I, I can't find out anything about either of them really so if you know who this Fatale is and if you want to pass on her phone number or something then i th- I free. think
4: she's tall but I also think the guy she's standing next to is quite short, short yeah. mm.
2: Adam you do have a thing for giant women
4: like Steph McGovern off BBC Breakfast News
3: this is a what? constant source hang on of, is know. this new information
2: to
4: you yeah
3: I didn't know about this do who you... is Steph McGovern which one is she she's like this giant Geordie bird that does the business <laughs> <laughs> nor the foot she's gone down <laughs>
4: I, don't, I don't think
2: she's Geordie she is Geordie <laughs> I think she's just northern
4: I'm pretty sure she's Geordie
2: uh, but yeah it's... Adam is particularly fond of her despite the fact she's about seven foot tall I think and I'm not I'm more fond of her by the
4: fact that you just keep calling her Andrea the Lady Giant <laughs> which I find a little bit harsh
3: really <laughs> Yeah, if you've never seen Steph McGovern, watch BBC Breakfast News. I could do that. Yeah. So you say the business section, okay.
2: She does the business section. Sometimes there's other people doing it, but Some, normally it's her. Sometimes it's a bloke. And they often choose like really unflattering outfits for her that yeah, just accentuate she, how she's massive and she doesn't know why she's so
3: massive. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's lost it. They don't know why they're so big. <laughs> 60 foot high chickens. <laughs>
2: Oh dear, <laughs> Mr. TV Trivia just basically comes to the mark and says they're here to present best threads. The best threads nominees are Ted DiBiase, Goldust, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Shaw Michaels, and Mr. Perfect. Adams' pick was it's got to be Shaw Michaels. Hasn't Paul's it? pick was Shaw Michaels. Surely the winner has to be Goldust.
3: But <laughs> <laughs> announces the winner is. Shawn Shawn Michaels. Uh, Sorry, Vince says, if you would, who's the winner? She is, if you ask me.
2: (laughs) Goldust is getting truly dicked over at this ceremony. There's at least, Mm. like, two awards he should have won. Yeah, he he definitely should have had the entrance one. Shawn Michaels reigned all over his parade. Michaels appears on stage with some woman, and he says it's Jill Youngberg who makes his outfit, and he gives her the award. We always have wondered where his outfits came from. This seemed like actual genuine humility from 90s Shawn
3: Michaels. Yeah, because they must be... Absolutely, a nightmare to make them put yeah. together because they don't use a lot of material, but it's the stitching together and the thinking. amount of mirrors, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah.
4: Um, so yeah, was, I think he really quite of likes this woman and she's done something very
2: good because she's enhanced his character massively. Oh, absolutely, yeah, he also thanks his mom and dad, presumably, they gave him fashion advice. <laughs> well, he, he thanks him just for it's, the genetics,
4: doesn't
3: he? Yeah, well, he does later on, he, he, he does wear um. You know, perhaps his does wear the same kind of jackets. And I like to think hats. so. Trivia and Fatal remain on stage to announce the next award,
2: which is the Blue Light Special for Worst Dresser. Mm. The nominees are Jim Cornette, Harvey Whippleman, Henry Godwin, Brother Love and Doc Hendricks. Adam's pick was... I definitely picked Doc Hendricks for one of them. Was yeah, this it? Yeah, this was yeah. it. And Paul's pick was... Was it? I don't know. You went for Doc Hendricks as oh, okay, well. Okay, good. In the video package for this, The Undertaker offers... I wouldn't be caught dead in that. Oh. I wouldn't be caught, caught dead. dead in that. Which I
4: thought was a really good line. I like That's that. what,
2: and he does a growl after but it. But at the well, same time, yeah. it's just a bit too comedy for that character.
4: I wouldn't yeah. be caught dead in that. So, so The Undertaker actually has lusty feelings after bottoms, and also is Hates quite... bad it, fashion. Yeah, <laughs> is, 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 is
2: quite a keen fashion sense. <laughs> I genuinely feared Goldust would be nominated for this and win it. I'm so glad he wasn't. Yeah.
1: How many polyesters do you think you were killed to make that jacket? I have no idea. It's going to diet. Take a look at that. Hey, speaking of diet, you, it, man. You, of all people, got a lot of stick to nerve for giving me an award for back clothing. Let me tell you people something right now. You people got a lot of nerve sitting at home in your crummy t shirts and your cheap overalls like the average American public. And- for bad clothing, I'm a paragon of sartorial punctilious. I'm a trendsetter, and I will continue to be, regardless of your jealousy and insinuations, throwing slurs at my clothing. Thank you very little. You're welcome even less.
2: Fatal announces the winner is Jim Cornett and Hendrix gets up to celebrate not yes, winning. claps <laughs> wildly. This is the best thing
4: that Doc Hendrix yeah. has done, though, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's really over-the-top celebration of not winning that award. And I
3: really like Cornet's promo for this. Yeah, Cornet oh. is
2: less than impressed with receiving this award. He takes it out on Mr. <laughs> TV Trivia, and he blames the audience for him winning. His response? Thank you very little, and you're welcome even less. I like that. Amazing. Yeah, I'm stealing really, that
4: as a line. Really, yep. amazing. I think I was saying this to Stuart yesterday, the... The cornet thing is astounding. The fact that he talks eloquently with you know complex vocabulary and, at pace. lightning pace, yeah. shouting and making no mistakes whatsoever. Yeah, it's just
2: a, a rare gift. Lawler for some reason mentions the Buddy Rose Blubberway diet, and they plug the phone vote again. What the fuck was this? We'll get to that. Todd introduces the next presenter, who has seen The Birdcage 16 times. It's Goldust and Marlena. Why isn't he wearing a gold suit? I don't know. Doesn't he already have one of those? <laughs> yes, he does. Why is he wearing a black suit? You just don't get it. I'm positive we've seen him in a gold yeah, suit at have some a, point. Yeah, I think in some of the vignettes. Yes, yeah. He says he's ready for his close-up and quotes Yankee Doodle Dandy. He announces the next award as Greatest Hits, but the audio made it sound like Greatest Tits. That's, <laughs> That's sunny. sunny, yeah. yeah. Vince speculates whether Goldust is trying to swallow the microphone, because obviously that's what all homosexuals do, is try and swallow anything phallic, Vince. Yes. Yes. Well done. The nominees for Greatest Hit are Jarrett hitting Ahmed with a guitar at the Royal Rumble, Brett going through a table at Survivor Series, Yokozuna Bonza dropping two jobbers, Triple H shoving a jobber in the way of Duke Drosi's trash can, and The Undertaker dragging Diesel through the ring at In Your House 6. And you both picked the same one for this. The Undertaker? No, armor Johnson, it whacked with that guitar. Yeah. Because
4: that was oh, yeah. the best shot, and anything else yeah, is yeah, a fucking
2: yeah. lie. Goldust announces the winner as nobody. He just walks off the stage, <laughs> presumably upset at losing those other two <laughs> awards. Todd tells us the winner is The Undertaker. He hasn't been sitting with everyone else having a lovely dinner, but he does appear alongside Paul Bearer. Taker says he hopes we didn't expect any less of an entrance and he literally just walked on the stage. There was nothing mm. special about it. He had his music.
4: The, but the what,
3: band. The band. We've got to talk yeah. about, the I've got about the band. I've got a note about
4: the band Awesome. The band do badass and versions of all the theme songs.
2: The theme tune is brilliant. Yeah, really good. The cameras show some goth girls in the crowd. So Undertaker does have his fans. I
3: think that they're, they're, they're supposed to be the creatures of the night from like, was it 94? 95 they were,
2: oh. yeah. yeah. Taker waffles a bit and Bearer hits his catchphrase. Do oh, your, you almost do the catchphrase. Do your award-winning but impression? Was, I didn't think it's one of his best, but he went, "Oh yes!" Lawler <laughs> offers: Is that Paul Bearer's face, or did his book grow a nose? <laughs> <laughs> to Bret Hart's You Start the Fire music video and Adam you and I disagreed vehemently over this I don't don't like it it. I liked it Uh, okay then that's pretty much it I think it's got sort of Tom Petty quality to it which (laughs) I think they're trying to imitate a Tom Petty song they used in 92 for when Bret Hart first became champion Hmm. and we did get to see a bit of Bret on Lonesome Dove maybe we should review that is that that what it is that's what it is Uh, uh,
3: why is he a cowboy
2: yeah it's a TV show
3: called Lonesome Dove Paul what were your thoughts on the song I, I quite liked it yeah. I wasn't a massive fan, but, but I, I, I certainly liked it more than Adam.
2: And certainly more than the Sean one. Mm, yes. Todd welcomes the president of the USA Network, Rob Perth. He's apparently executive vice president, but Todd has the ability to promote him. Yeah. yeah. He reminds the audience to watch Raw, which I presume anyone attending this show would anyway. <laughs>
7: <laughs> and
2: he's here to present the Minds Behind the Mayhem Award for Manager of the Year. The nominees are Paul Bearer, Jim Cornette... Ted DiBiase, Sonny, who Jim Ross calls the Hillary Clinton of the WWF, Mrs. Bossy Pants. That's harsh. And Mr. Fuji, really?
3: Yeah, like I didn't see that one coming at all, because he's done nothing for a long time. <laughs> Adam's pick was? I picked Sonny, didn't I? You picked Sonny. Did I pick Sonny? Yeah, and the winner is? Sonny. Sonny. Splendid. Which, which I I actually think was a genuine thing, because I think her managerial skills would be really good. Cornette would give her yeah, a run Yeah, for yeah, it, yeah Cornette's yeah. been very good, but he's been established for a long time. Considering how new to it she, she is, is yeah. and how young she is, she does a fantastic job.
4: I've just got a note that says "nice tit shot" on Sunny. Oh I yes, so I, they're,
3: wrote, they're, I wrote down boobs and I didn't know yeah, why. Yeah, because I think there was a
4: close-up shot for of, like a
3: good five seconds yeah. of just I,
2: her cleavage. I think they're, they're focusing on the Slammy, but she's just standing behind it on,
4: it's yeah. on the yeah. left
2: turn. Yeah, she and the body donners head to the stage as Cornette throws something at them and gives them some abuse. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. Sunny guarantees at WrestleMania we will see why she is Manager of the Year. She flirts with Mister Perth and tries to get her own. TV show. And the audience agrees. She should have her own TV show. <laughs> I think he kind of agrees. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we get the tit shot for a good five seconds. A promo video hypes the Nacho Man versus the Hookster on the free-for-all. And we finally see the band that has been playing the themes all night. Yeah. So delve into this. There is a band basically playing all the wrestlers' themes live in the room, and and it's fantastic. Some of them, I think, would be
4: easier. So, you know, they they rock out Shaw Michaels, and obviously they must have had a lot of bloody practice playing that one. (laughs) But but that's, like, your standard rock song. But when they do the Undertaker's one... Yeah. yeah, That's normally, like, an orchestral piece, isn't it? they do this really amazing version, which is, you know, guitars and there's like, some, I don't know, sax or... Some, there's something going Ooh. on in there. There's loads of different instruments yeah. and it just combines they, to make some amazing sound. they should do sound.
3: that for a WrestleMania entrance, that would be cool. Like, if you imagine that really loud with a yeah, night like band, I good. think that'd be a good entrance.
4: that's what it should do for one WrestleMania. Yeah. Fuck having Flowrider.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just have like a band
4: Playing that live all the plays themes. all the themes as yeah. they come out. That'd be brilliant. Have that band with the really awesome drummer. And if that band could be Tool, that'd be <laughs> even better. That would be good. I'd love to hear like Tool's version of Sexy Boy. That would be brilliant. Yeah, it would be 18 minutes long.
2: (laughs) Well, that's just about enough time for Phil Michaels to come out to it. (laughs) Todd welcomes Vince to the stage, and he's here to present the Lifetime Achievement Award, and we throw to a video package for classy Freddie Blassie.
6: Here he is. Here he is, the world's champion heavyweight wrestler, Freddie Blassie. Hey, what kind
1: of a welcome is that? Let's give him a real welcome.
7: As a wrestler, he was described as boastful and brutal. As a manager, he was crafty and flamboyant. But after several decades, the only word that truly defines Fred Blassie is classy. His wrestling career began in 1935 at the age of 17 in East St. Louis, Illinois known as Blood and Guts, Freddie received $1 for his first match, 50 cents of which went to his promoter. Through the course of his colorful career, he was either the most loved or the most hated wherever he wrestled. In 1952, Freddie set out for Hollywood, California, and the wrestling world was never the same. His outrageous antics had stars flocking to ringside. His flashy ring attire and playboy lifestyle earned him his famous nickname, the Hollywood fashion plate. In all, he won five world titles. As a manager, Freddie guided the Iron Sheik to the WWF Championship in 1983. The sharp-tongued Blassie's favorite phrase, pencil-neck geek, became so popular it was put to music.
1: I'll you with my cane,
7: you <laughs> From Dick Van Dyke to David Letterman, Rose Marie to Cindy Lauper, classy Fred Blassie's star continues to shine. Freddie currently devotes most of his time to charity and is proud to be a community mayor of New York State. In 1994, Freddie was inducted into the WWF Hall of Fame. In 1995, he was proclaimed wrestler of the century in Japan. This year, as head coach at the Raw Bowl, Freddie brought his irrepressible style to the new generation.
2: He doesn't narrate his own video package. <laughs> it's actually a pretty nice video and Sidney is yeah. in it. And what well, I noticed that Fred
4: Blassie looked really old when he was young. Yes, he did. Yeah. He's always looked really old. And even, yeah.
2: even in the picture form, when he's 18, he looks 35. <laughs> <laughs> he it does. also highlighted his role as head coach at the Raw Bowl, which I imagine was a highlight for him. <laughs> <laughs> so, with this, there was no nominee, so I just asked you to pick who you thought would win this award. I can't remember what I said. And Adam picked... Fred Blassie. D- w- genuinely, did you just pick that well, out of your be- head?
4: Because... I know that he's going to go on to be a, a key figure in their opening speeches for things, their promo packages. He's really highly featured, so I thought it would be a logical choice.
2: Well, yeah, you were you're this, absolutely
4: right. At this point, I don't know who they've shoved in the Hall of Fame or who they've given awards to or anything, but that just seemed like uh,
3: as logical a stab in the dark as anyone. And, and what logical choice did I make? <laughs> you, well, you picked two. Roddy Piper... <laughs> Well, you see, I thought that because of this WrestleMania... He, and he has up. been involved recently, yeah, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, And Jimmy Del Rey. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was more
2: speculative. <laughs> Vince tries to sell genuine emotion as if he's a real-life human being. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Blassie looks pleased as he walks to the stage. The crowd stay completely silent while Blassie talks because he's quite old and got quite a low voice now. He's sort of mid-70s, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Lawler, however, doesn't. It's, it's George Steele! Pointing out Arnold Scoland, Pat Patterson and
3: George Steele for some reason. But in a really sort of like... It's quite titty, loud, it? but but shouted. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's weird because the sound quality is very different, so I didn't know if they did something to the sound to differentiate it from his voice in terms of changing the frequencies, maybe.
4: I yeah, well, say maybe we played say about. his voice
3: times. sounds like someone that wants to blurt out loads of stuff
4: but can't and then it's to it, hold it in, and just yeah. little bits are occasionally squeezing Seeping their out, way through, yeah. yeah.
2: He talks about helping handicapped children. Uh, Sorry, that's Blassie, not Lawler. And Blassie compliments Vince to close. When he compliments Vince, there's a shot of Vince with... I
4: don't know whether it's... It's like an equal blend of smugness and
2: pain on his face. There's a really weird facial expression of Vince. promo video tells us that the wait is over. Mankind debuts Monday on Raw. This was very exciting. I'm excited about this. Yeah, this this was cool. Because
3: it's quite brief, but it's like, that got me excited. The
2: Bushwhackers. Oh, fuck. That that brought me right back down again. They're here to present the Slammy for Most Embarrassing Moment. They're wearing suits and try to be normal for a second until they start licking mushed-up cake off each other's faces. Yes. So, the nominees for Most Embarrassing Moment are Ted DiBiase getting slopped by Henry Godwin, the 123 Kid wearing a diaper, Jerry Lawler kissing his own foot, Skip losing to Barry Horowitz, and Triple H getting dumped in the hog pen. Your picks were both the same, and they were... Horowitz. Hogpen? Hogpen. But the winner is Jerry Lawler. He isn't pleased about this one and says he'll embarrass everyone there. Yeah. Oh, God, this could be bad. <laughs> Start Starting <laughs> with you, McMahon. <laughs> Brett smirks at his table. Lawler trips up the stairs on his way to the stage and he cuts his own personal pipe bomb, asking Vince <laughs> to come to the stage. And, oh, they've cut his mic and they run a little gag where Todd goes to the mic and it works, Lawler yeah. goes to the mic and it doesn't. It's hilarious. Yeah. you put a Burger King sign on, on his back. back. Yeah. He yeah. leaves the stage in frustration, taking his slammy. And why doesn't he just carry on with his tirade on commentary? I don't know. The thing is... I would have sacrificed a couple of awards at the end and just given Lola ten minutes to embarrass everyone, because I imagine that would be gold. Yeah. <clears throat> Todd picks up cake from the floor, as you do, and we see a music video for Sonny, which unlike the Brett and Sean ones, is simply Sonny by Marvin Gaye, set to images of Sonny frolicking. This <laughs> is
3: best video ever. Yeah, <laughs>
4: this is the best video. Your yeah. thoughts,
3: Paul? Well, it was
4: it
2: was
3: different from the other two. Yeah.
2: It, it made up for not seeing her ass earlier.
3: It, it was just shots
2: of her like roller skating and on a posing on a beach and And
3: then they tried to put in a couple of it looked like shots of almost like outtakes she gets hit by the wave yeah and and things like that and and stuff where she just kind of like starts giggling and and laughing Mm. it was was interesting yeah great great video yeah
1: (laughs) but no matter what you still can't lose weight but changes in the air Yes, it's the Playboy Buddy Rose blow-away diet plan, and it makes losing weight a breeze. That's right, and here's how it works. Unlike other diet plans that restrict your caloric intake, the blow-away diet lets you eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Forget about strenuous exercise. Say goodbye to those messy diet shakes, and never, ever count another calorie. That's because with blow-away, you simply shake on the patented blow-away powder, sit in front of an ordinary household fan, and blow, blow, blow your weight away! <laughs> Want an extra piece of cake? Go ahead! Yeah. Thinking about an extra pat of butter? No problem, cause with blow-away, you just blow away unwanted fat! Just like that! Blow away your weight to a tighter tummy! Blow away your way to thinner thighs. And blow away your way to a firmer fanny in seconds with factory formulated blow away. Now, this was Playboy Buddy Rose before. But with blow away, he lost this much fat. Now, he's a slim, trim 317 pounds, and he looks great and feels great too. Blow away diet is not available in any store. You can only get it in a special TV offer. And here's how to order. That's right, or you can pick up the phone and dial 1 800 L A R D A S S. What?
2: And again, we see the Buddy Rose blow away diet for some weird, weird reason. I did not understand what was happening here. I don't get... This is completely, completely random as the skit is actually from, I think, like 1990. Obviously, Buddy Rose was a wrestler, uh, mainly based, I think, in Portland and places like that. It had come to the WWF and his gimmick, obviously, was that he was quite fat and he has this blow-away diet thing, which obviously doesn't do anything whatsoever. But why have they dug up a skit that's six years old for a wrestler that's no longer part of the company? I was
4: just sitting there, I think you were as well, just
2: thinking, what is this?
4: What is what, this? Why is this here? <laughs> what's, what's this leading to? I,
2: Surely it's going to lead somewhere. I
3: did write awesome. I did enjoy it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Todd is at the stage with Hunter Hearst Helmsley and some woman who's called Sissy Sue Glad which I didn't know if that was a pun on something. or dig mm-hmm. at someone, probably. Triple H says he has bigger mm-hmm. ballroom than this in his mansion, and he drills the pun in, telling us he has the biggest balls outright, in case mm-hmm. we didn't get it. that They'll reduce in size with his steroid juice in future years. He's here to present the Squared Circle Shocker Award. Oh, Adam, quickly, before you say that, just say it's satire, so that we don't get sued. That was satirical, by okay, the way. Okay, excellent. Mm-hmm. The nominees for Squared Circle Shocker are... Bob Backlund declaring his candidacy for US presidency, Horowitz wins, Goldust's premiere, one, two, three kids selling out on Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels collapsing. Adam's pick was... Horowitz. Yep, and Paul's pick was... Shawn Michaels. Yours was Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Um... Mm. Triple H announces the winner is Shawn Michaels collapsing. He does, however, tell Shawn to sit down. He wasn't standing up, but no. he tells him to sit down. And offers the award to Owen Hart.
1: Oh, <laughs> All right! He's proud of us. Yeah, YES! You know what? I take great pride in receiving this award for just about ending Shawn Michaels' career. And Shawn, you know deep down inside, I could have done it anytime I wanted to. Second of all, I'd like to thank nobody but myself. I did this all by myself. (laughs) Not many of you people helped me. Not you, Dad. Not you, Mom. And certainly not you, my lousy brother, Brett. I did it by myself! What an acceptance speech! And I just want to continue the legacy to show you I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Yes! What an Stewart, Helen.
2: This might usurp Todd's song as as the highlight <laughs> of the show, as Owen gleefully accepts the award. Just brilliant! He screams, "Yes! Gimme that! I did mm. it all by myself! <laughs> not you, Dad! Not you, Mom!" Owen Hart is just the absolute best. certainly not you, Brett. Yeah, Bulldog congratulates him as he returns to the table and Todd offers that he doesn't blame Stu and Helen for having a bad night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Owen was fantastic. Yeah, really good. Just no one has ever played the just sort of like dickish, just prick character-like as well as he does. It's snotty, bratty, Mm. it's... Yeah, and this might very well be his peak of that. Todd introduces Mr Perfect. Perfect says he keeps getting asked when he's returning to the ring and he threatens to kick anyone's ass who asks. Okay, then. He's here to present the Best Matt Mechanics Award, presumably to Bob Holly, as he's the only one who, <laughs> who fulfills
3: both criteria. But uh, it always makes me, when, whenever I heard that, I just think life mechanics from neighbours again. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> so, there.
4: Let's not get that again. Yeah.
3: The nominees
2: are Shawn Michaels, the British Bulldog, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, and the 123 Kid. Pretty good list of people yeah, there, really. Yeah. Your picks were both the same for this one. Brett Hart. Brett Brett Hart. But the winner is... HBK. Sean Michaels. Perfect claims that he taught Sean everything Sean knows, but not everything he knows. And Sean comes to the stage and asks Mr. Perfect when he's coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be a dick. He offers the following line. Once again, I would like to give this award to somebody that taught me everything I know and had me on the mat more times than I can possibly remember. (laughs) Not you, Sonny. Sit down. (laughs) What a absolute yeah, cat just... she is sat right next to her boyfriend I am cheating I am shagging yeah. your girlfriend and I'm
4: going to tell this entire room I'm going to tell it. a live TV audience and loads of people and you while you're <laughs> sitting next to her he then also rips on the body donners calling them Sky Lolo and
2: Lord Littlebrook <laughs>
4: Then I'm going to belittle you in front of your girlfriend that I'm sleeping with.
2: So he's shown some humility earlier in the evening, but he's managed to make up for that. <laughs> <Utter twat. laughs> By being an utter bell end. We also saw the line from the 97 Slammies, didn't we, on that Attitude Era Volume 2 DVD, where Triple H introduces Sonny and makes some reference to her only being good at one thing, and his best friend told him she wasn't very good at that. Yeah. 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 We'll cover that next year then. <laughs> He gives the award to his mentor, Jose Lothario, who cuts a pretty incomprehensible little speech. Todd is on stage with his tag team partner and one of the coolest dudes he's ever worked with, Doc Hendricks. Yeah. He's here to present the award for Best Music Video. The nominees are Bret Hart, The Ultimate Warrior, Shawn Michaels, Sonny and Jeff Jarrett. He's probably actually the only one with a legitimate claim to be an actual <laughs> Adam's pick was... I'm guessing that I'll
4: put Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, but with a question mark next to it. Yeah, because I hadn't seen Sonny's video at this point, so I wasn't aware of how fantastic that was. And also, <laughs> the question mark leads to, the Ultimate Warrior's back, and he's got a music video. <laughs> well, no,
2: he doesn't, <clears> seemingly. Well, you...
4: Exactly. I was expecting... I don't know whether this was foolhardy, and I would have seen it before. But the I was third in... hardy brother, I was. In...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, that that's just Jeff.
4: <laughs> I was expecting some sort of amazing Ultimate Warrior music video. We didn't get that. Well you see. Yeah. You
3: see, I, I also didn't know. Did I put Jeff Jarrett? You put I... Shawn Michaels. Did I put Shawn Michaels? I yeah. I thought that Je- I'd have probably put Jeff Jarrett because I think he's the only person that's.
4: But I think after all, watching for... the videos, yeah, but did... Sony is the winner, right? But, or should yeah. be the winner. Should be the winner. But
3: yeah. we but we haven't. Seen anything? So I didn't. I couldn't make sense yeah. of it just from the list exactly. that he gave us.
2: Doc announces the winner is Bret Hart because presumably they just have to give him one. now Sean's mm. won basically all the others. <laughs> Sonny is gutted as is Lawler. Bret is on stage with his son Blade, who was distinctly less drunk than the time we met him. Mm, yes. Yeah. Bret says he liked the video, which is a good start. <laughs> And he addresses a rumour that he might be contemplating retirement and says it's not something he sees in his immediate future. He says he wakes up and he wonders what he'd do without the WWF. Mm. I wonder. He also says he wonders what the WWF would do without the Hitman. I I also wonder, wonder. Yeah. yeah. Vince says he doesn't want to know. Well, you're going to find out. (laughs) He says that Sean got beat up by nine cheerleaders in Syracuse. (laughs) That was good. And for 60 Minutes tomorrow night, he's in for the worst pounding of his entire life. Lawler urges Brett to buy his kid a personality.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Jerry Lawler. If I'm honest, Blade did look a little bit... um, Intimidated. Yeah, in front of the...
2: Get get a couple of ciders down him, he'll be fine. (laughs)
3: See I, I I thought that these exchanges because there's like a couple it, of them between Brett and Sean. Yeah. I thought it does a really good job of building for the for the event. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was quite clever. The problem is here, like, they really ramp up the speed of the awards. Like, yes. halfway
2: through, they kind of realise, shit, we've got, like, an hour left. Yeah, we yeah
3: well, we, we kind these. of, we were watching it in three parts because of how, how you It was split of, up on daily. motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the last part we got to, it was like, 40 minutes?
5: But,
4: mm. yeah, they, they managed to squeeze, like, I swear, the last six or seven awards well, that- into about... 15 minutes well
3: that was the thing because
2: i thought there must be a fourth part that we were missing mm. and i was thinking oh bollocks you know we're not going to be able to do this because we don't have the end but no they just ramped up the award. So someone didn't time the show properly yeah so the next award is the u.s west match of the year the nominees are lawrence taylor versus bam bam Biglow at wrestlemania Hunthurst helmsley versus henry godwin in the hogpen match harvey Whippleman versus howard finkel in a tuxedo match from the hundredth episode of raw I've not seen that, thank God. Don't. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in the ladder match from SummerSlam and Bret Hart versus Diesel from the Survivor Series. What about Bret Hart against Bulldog? Good question. Adam's pick was. Hogpen match. Yeah, and Paul's pick was. Bret Hart against Bulldog and the ladder match. And the ladder match. (laughs) (laughs) Todd introduces Jim Ross to present the award, and the winner is. The ladder match. And his sweater. Yes. Sean brushes off collecting another award and then he turns this into his personal bitch fest with Brett. He says he doesn't want to divide the fans like Brett does. He speculates whether Brett is bitter and he says he and Brett will change the business tomorrow night. We run on to our next award for the Hall of Fame bound WWF champion. The nominees are Brett Hart, Diesel, Bob Backlund, The Undertaker and Yokozuna. This one was the phone vote. Adam's pick was... Did I put Brett? You put Backlund and Paul picked... (laughs) Diesel. Correct. Todd introduces Hall of Famer Gorilla Monsoon to present the Hall of Fame Bound Award and the winner is Brett Hart. He says, get this, he used to play with slammies in his dad's attic. Odd considering the first ones were issued in 1987 and he did been about 29 years old. Lawler <laughs> tells us that Helen Hart has nice teeth for a beaver. Brett says being WWF champion is one of the greatest feelings ever, but Sean won't get to know that feeling. Ooh, snap.
3: Ooh. You see, I, I thought they might give this to Diesel as almost a uh, here-you-go kind of award. You've yeah. lost, that was kind of my logic.
2: Todd introduces film star Rowdy Roddy Piper, who emerges with bagpipe players and his son. He says at WrestleMania he's going to take the gold out of Gold Dust's dust. Is this the bit
4: where he's in something called Sci-Fighters?
2: Yes. And, he, and Todd,
4: Todd kind of laughs as he says Sci-Fighters to say, what a crap show. Yeah. I've never seen it.
2: You? No, never even heard of it before mm. this. Mm. I'm a big fan. (laughs) Piper's here to present the leader of the new generation award. The nominees are Diesel, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, and in his only nomination since Best Buns, Razor Ramon. Adam picked Shawn, and Paul picked Shawn. Were you picked a Shawn Michaels Bret Hart tie? Oh yes, that's right. The winner is Shawn Michaels, and sadly Owen Hart doesn't accept this award for him. Vince says the USA Network has given them extra time and then signs off while Sean talks and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> They've given us extra time, but that was all of it. See ya. <laughs>
3: it was a it little w- bit uh,
4: rushed, rushed at the end. Yeah. It, yeah. It,
3: was, it was kind of, we'll have to go to break there. We're back. No, we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of this evening? You know, in the slot that it had, in the kind of the pre night pre-mania slot, it did what it should do, and that is... Some nice bits of comedy, some nice yeah. light-heartedness, but also kind of hyped the main event. The little promo for Mankind got me excited for, for the next Raw. It was
4: good. There was some really good stuff in it. I think that we'd watched, obviously, Pettingill's... Medley. Medley thing, and from that, I was expecting the rest of the show to be better than it was but it wasn't disappointing certainly leagues above uncensored 96
2: yeah i see i think this was actually the perfect thing for us to watch after uncensored a bit of light comic yeah relief. yeah uh, you know it wasn't too long there was no wrestling on it admittedly <laughs> but no wrestling no there was there was some kind of wrestling yeah but yeah it, it was it was just good fun there, there was a bit of comedy yeah I, I really enjoyed this and it's got a wrestle crap article on it and then you know induction into the wrestle website and i thought that actually does it a bit of a disservice because i think this is better than that like if you're going to do things outside of wrestling that's essentially to promote a wrestling show mm. like something like the hall of fame ceremony this was perfect mm, was, this absolutely didn't have a problem with this at all Not bad not bad and i think it's actually probably a better use of it than how it functions now with being a themed episode of raw mm, like yeah. they could maybe do this like it you know, before Survivor Series each year or something as yeah. a sort of network exclusive type thing. And at the very least, if they did something like this and put it in the raw
4: slot, then, you know, it kind of gives the performers a night off yeah. to mm. to just, to still be involved, still manage to promote themselves, but not get injured
2: well what interestingly enough people had had been louding plaudits on the raw after the raw rumble where they got cancelled by the snowstorm and it was just a bunch of like sit down interviews with Mm. roman reigns brock lesnar daniel bryan seth rollins people like that people liked it i think because it was different Mm. yeah it it wasn't just the same set of you know three minute dingbat matches (laughs) you know That, that, that you see every week, that was something different. And like you say, this potentially could be something different if they did it in this sort of format. And I'm sure you could probably sell tickets to it. Yeah, you know, well, the Hall of large, Fame yeah, always yeah. seems to sell out. So, Yeah, people would be well up for going to see that, yeah, I think. That was the 1996 Slammies. Did you pick an MVP? Do you want to to? Well, I did. I'll say Jim Cornette over Owen Hart just because he was more involved. I'd say Todd. Yeah, see, I've, got, I've kind of got three names down that I just wanted to bring up, and four if you include Cornette. Todd Pettingill.
3: Mm. yeah it's very good just for that medley was just better than anything we've ever seen him do for for, for the large part he did quite well in terms of pacing pacing we said there was pacing issues but But that's not his fault fault.
2: yeah Jerry Lawler who just had a stellar night on commentary (laughs) (laughs) and Owen Hart for that 30 second accepted speech of yeah I did it all by myself no thanks to you no thanks to you dad and Adam, I'm not sure if there was any on this, because I didn't spot any myself, but mullet of the night.
4: Well, I don't know what it appears to be about wrestlers who have mullets. When it comes to a formal dress, they seem to get rid of their mullet. They, right, they, they want not hide it. Yeah, they do their hair formally, and I don't think a mullet is very formal. But Is there a formal mullet? Yeah, I guess there is. Look in your book that I've got you. Yeah, but, but no one takes that effort. Okay. i give it to Shaw Michaels-Taylor, that woman. Oh, okay.
2: She kind of had a mullet on the go. She is a fashion style Do you think she, she inspired his own effort? I'd like to think so. Or he inspired hers? I think she'd give him the inspiration. And on that bombshell, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. We are also on Twitter at the... Deceptively simple. See, I thought you might do slammy award winning. Uh, okay. Okay, on. we'll do it again. We are also on Twitter at the... Slammy award winning new gen podcast you can as ever rate review and subscribe for all of our episodes as soon as they are available in itunes if itunes isn't your thing you can also check out new episodes on soundcloud at soundcloud.com newgenpodcast podcast or on stitcher radio or piledriverwrestling.net If you've just found us and want to catch up, our back catalogue is going up one by one by one on botchermania.com, and adding to our list of affiliates, the back catalogue is now going up with insidetheropes.com as well, so you can check us out there as well. And you'll be able to check out some of their audio over on our SoundCloud page as well. If you want to do us a real favour, you can leave us five stars and a review in iTunes, we very much do appreciate those. I noticed someone put one the other day that was titled, Better Than a Shop Soiled Chocolate Orange. Did they? (laughs) Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Which wins absolute massive points with us. Mm. Call Calling Spots issue 13 is available now for just one ninety nine at callingspots.com. It features a cover story on the phenomenal year AJ Styles had in 2014, an interview with British standout Mark Andrews shortly before he joined the TNA roster, and my latest article, this time on Kevin Owens and his journey to get to the WWE when he himself believed he was the opposite of everything they look for. Mm. Have you had a read of any of it yet,
3: Paul? I, I've read your article, but that's what I've read so far. Did,
2: did, did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. I found out lots of new things. Would you recommend the listeners read it? Yes, yes I would. Excellent, thank you.
3: Adam, would you recommend the listeners read it? Yeah.
2: You haven't read it? No. Episode 32 will be WrestleMania 12, featuring the Bret Hart-Shawn Michaels Iron Man match, a Hollywood backlot brawl, and the return of the Ultimate Warrior. Ooh. Excited for Adam, WrestleMania? That, that makes it yes. sound exciting, yes. Yeah. good stuff. My name is Stuart Brooks. I shall see you soon.
3: Madam whites, goodbye. Oh. I'm the Axiom Paul Scrivens at WrestleMaths.
2: Are you really trying to bring that back?
3: Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping it'll catch on more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like when you're a kid, you can't give yourself your own nickname. It doesn't work. But Suggs did.
3: (laughs) Well, that's alright then. That's a stage name, (laughs) not a nickname. Yeah. But he gave himself it.
0: Marty gets another, another chance. chance, Jim Cornette, five stars, James Jerry Lawler, raked child.
2: Samuel
0: Ric Flair, don't say macho's got no hair, Isaac, Isaac but the favourite's having 30, 30 days. days. Hogan Jod to fire, he was always winning, there's a new beginning.
5: Hogan Jod to fire, it was from a camera, he's up to
0: Atlanta. Click down at MSG, Venture Watch 40s, 10 thumbs in Syracuse, fat to Cut Tie Issues, Bruce Hart Clothesline, IRS promo time, Rap rap, SummerSlam, Slam. Horror with Million Dollar match. Sean Razor Ladder Match, Jean Pierre's Eye
2: Patch, Brothers Fight at Mania,
0: Vader in Arabia, Hookster, Natural Man, 95, 95 is in the camp. His Gold is really gay, and it's the air take. Hogan job to Fire. He was always winning, there's a new beginning, Hogan, job to fire, it was from a Camrys up to Atlanta. Mark Merrow, Mankind, Pillman's out of his mind, Hakushi, Lex Express, Sullivan, Dean Douglas, Jim Ross, Michael Hayes, Maple, take Taker, place, take take Techno, team, Marcel Frank, Roddy's the one who really sang. Uh, uh, oh, full of gladi-sharp, Helmsley is a rich snob, Luger was a major bop, heels-slipping on up, midget kings and midget clowns, fire rates are severely down, Teh-tunker has no grace, how's feel, dick face? a field dick-face? Hogan job to
5: fire, he
0: was always winning, there's a new
5: beginning, Hogan job to
0: fire, it was from a can, and he's on to a lancer. Ken Rape for Low Terry wants a no-show. Maybe his boss is really sick. Gil is a dick. dick. heel turns Alex Wright. Gonzov is a load of shite. Bull Nakano, Aja no. Kong. Vince McMahon is never off. Bulldog Nitros,
5: it really is a psycho. How I'm much does this guy weigh? What, what else do I, I have to say?
0: Hogan, job to fire. was always winning. There's a new beginning. Hogan, John to fire. It was from the of to Atlanta Prepped said Bruce is the shit, Uncensored was the pit, Scott Steiner, Adam Bomb, We've Briar Ferguson, Pushwhackers well done, Body done is smoking guns, Yo, go, Man mountain rock, Sean almost showed his car, Shango, Owen Hart, Foley lost a body heart, Sharp shooter Tombstone, Ted Turner
5: on the phone, Whaler Mercy Man of War,
0: 80s relics out the door, Cable matches make me snore, oh, I can't take it anymore. anymore. Open job to fire, he was always winning, there's a new beginning, Hogan's job to fire, it was from a camera he got to Atlanta, to win and win, all and, all world and, world world and win and win and win and win and win and win and win.